Ooga chaka, ooga, ooga, ooga chaka, ooga, ooga, ooga chaka, ooga, ooga, ooga chaka, ooga, ooga, ooga chaka, ooga, chaka, I don't remember the lyrics. What you do to me? Shockingly harder yeah. than like than you think it would be. Let me <clears throat> let me try. That's pretty good. Welcome back to Shallow Cinema. We are diving into a good comic book movie this week. Spoiler alert. I'm your host, Blackjack Bauer, accompanied by the other host, Nemo. Nemo. Your captain. Captain Nemo. Welcome aboard the ship. So how's what, it been going? What would you name the ship, Nemo? Uh, if it was the Guardians, the can you name the three Guardian ships? Because they've, they've had three different ones. The Alanis Moore said the David Bowie and the girl from 80s movie. You're close. <laughs> the The first movie was the Milano, named after Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano. Uh, second one was the Benatar, Pat Benatar. There you go. And this one is the Bowie. Hey, look at that. Or were you just making it up? Did you that was really a shot know? in the dark. Oh yeah, no, this one is called the Bowie. Cool, that's so, yeah, awesome. What, what would what would this sh- what would the Shadow Cinema's ship be named? It's a hard sentence to say. Oh, uh, Shadow Cinema ship. Ah, God, this is a good question. We'll we'll call it the Corgan. The Corgan. I like that. I like that. Yeah, Billy would approve. Yeah, with the vampire. we would be we would be rats like in a cage, but we'd probably be enraged. Yeah. Have you seen that clip some of him eating just chips on stage at a concert? <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. It's very weird. Have you seen the picture of him looking very sad on a roller coaster with his family? <laughs> no, but I can I can imagine. It's pretty fun. It's funny that it doesn't have to be photo- photoshopped. I guess it's real. Yeah, he looks very sad. <laughs> Keeping 90s emo alive. Oh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's relevant. I mean, this movie is full of some 90s era music. Where can people shoot messages to us on the core again, Nemo? We are at shallow underscore cinema on Twitter. You can find that handle in the description of anywhere you're listening to this podcast and send us an email at shallow cinema show at gmail.com. We do read them or at least I do. And we also would appreciate some ratings on Apple podcast. Shout out to the two or three people who have uh, made some comments on there. It's really nice. Good ones. Bad ones. Neutral one of them ones. just says like it. The other one says good. And the other person says, I like your audio. I don't know, man. It's, Fair enough. All right, yeah, great. Thank you. I appreciate it. See who can write the longest comment <laughs> on there now. Apparently, it's a low bar to reach. Yeah. Maybe five words. Yeah, dude. There you go. You win. If you do that, uh, give you a shout out. Yeah. Well, on what episode? I don't know. You got to keep listening. <laughs> but yeah, this time we're talking about Guardians Volume 3. But not yet. You're jumping ahead. No, no, no. We got to introduce the. Uh, you gotta introduce what we're gonna talk about, but first we're gonna get into some news. So what we're not gonna talk about. We're not gonna be talking about Fast X, which will be the movie coming out when this episode comes out. That's some great news. But on that, I have some news about Fast X. I think it's I know very, what it is. First small bit of news. Uh, if you care at all, this is a spoiler, but also it's not really a spoiler anymore. And by the time this comes out, the movie will have been out for a while. So I think this was 
I want to say it was the rap who's the one who broke this. They got to see the movie. Okay. And then just straight up told people what the post credit scene is, which <laughs> The Rock is back. Okay. Uh, which is kind of a big deal because he said he didn't want to do these anymore. Yeah, I think he hates Had a very public conversation with Vin Diesel. That And also, if you ha- I hadn't seen this at all very recently, but apparently there's a video of him reviewing Tyrese's most recent album. Yeah. And just taking it to town. Um, the Rock? Yeah. I've, and I've never seen The Rock be mean, so it's very weird because, like, and he, I, I don't think he's acting. Yeah, I don't think or he if, is if either. he is, this is a very huge, like, PR stunt that they've been doing for years. Yeah. I mean, also, dude's reviewing music and... I mean, it's, it's because of, you know, when he went to go do Hobbs and Shaw, Tyrese made a, I don't know, That's, a tweet or yeah. TikTok or I don't know, and like yeah. cried. And, you and know, one of those so things. So The Rock just was like, all right. All right. How about that? your dog shit album until everyone's dog. <laughs> anyway, so The Rock's back. That's kind of cool. It's a bummer. I mean, I don't give a fuck about these movies. I do like long form <laughs> storytelling. And it's interesting to me how this 20 year old franchise, um, recent cars still exist. <laughs> the, uh, the first movie came out before I was born. I'm not going to, uh, that makes you feel old. Anyway, <laughs> same time. Why would you like, and here's the thing, the rap, if, that's, if I'm correct, it's either the rapper deadline, but whoever got to see it and who spoiled this. Right, right. It's not a spoiler. They would not have put that out if Universal didn't say it was okay. Yeah. Because I mean, they would have, they've got relationships with these studios and that's, that's not just like spoiler of the movie. Like that's literally like, be like fucking telling people like the end credit scene in an MCU movie. Like, yeah. Like just immediately. You, usually like, yes, that news will be out there for you the weekend the movie comes out. But the weekend the movie comes out, not not public, like the first thing you see. But then also Vin Diesel in an interview also was like, yep. Yep, Now, also, I believe. I'm sorry. He said, yeah, The Rock is back. Family. (laughs) Family. But here's the thing. We always do. I guarantee you this scene, whatever it is, I bet it was shot in the last three weeks. Absolutely. Uh, just like Black Adam. <laughs> That's I was gonna say. The same and it's thing. also like Black Adam. Where <laughs> what did the promotion for that movie become for the last week and a half leading up to it? Was Superman? Superman's back. The promotion was <laughs> here's the same. The end credit scene is gonna be this. Yeah, and I know a lot of people literally went to see Black Adam just because Superman was in it. <laughs> I know they've taken a dip financially, but small, not like major. But yeah, like also you've made ten of these movies. Like you're gonna stop making certain yeah. money. I don't think you're in a position where you have to like spoil what would have been for your fans. That would have been cool as fuck to be in the theater and say, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if the you're really back. into that. And also meaning like on the next, he's going to be here in the next one. Like, yeah. The other bit of news in the same, I don't know if same interview, but Vin Diesel also noted fast X. This is not <laughs> just fast X part one in part two. Which oh no. Is what it was going to be is fast X and yeah. Or Fast 10 and 11, but maybe they're just all Fast X and it's yeah. parts 1, 2, and 3. Because I've heard this movie does end on an actual cliffhanger. Like, it just kind of like, see you in a couple years. Figure okay. out how this ends. But he said it's going to be a trilogy. All right. That's so Fast very X, strange. Part 1, 2, and 3. 12 Fast and Furious movies. I don't know. Well, that is wild. I can't. <laughs> I can't fathom. I, I was excited for the series in a way of like, I knew this wasn't the last one. It just says the end of the road begins. Yeah. Like, one more after this and then you're done. This is Batman the saga, Begins. The fast saga comes <laughs> to a close. It's like, actually, guys, the story's too big for that. I hope Tom Hardy's in the last one. I mean, honestly, the cast of these movies is almost as big as the MCU. Oh, absolutely. It's taken people from the MCU. Yeah. So, I mean, Helen Mirren is in this. Yeah, like. Charlie Theron's been in. Super strange. I think she's been in them since eight. Yeah, she's been in a lot. Also, I, I, I did lie to you, BJB. 
Uh, the first Fast movie came out when I was five years old. Okay. I was in high school. <laughs> I remember when the plot of it was they're going to steal some TVs with combo VCRs and them. With some really. Maybe DVD players. It might have been DVD players. <laughs> yeah. And now, two of them have been to space. Yep, they sure have. That's still one of the ins- the most insane scenes I've ever... I, I never even watched the movies. The, space, but the car going to space scene? No, no, the car on the zip line that they put in the trailer a few years ago. Oh, zip line across the mountain? Yeah, where it goes all the <laughs> way around. Apparently, this one's a little bit more grounded than the last sure, one. Sure, sure. Cool. <laughs> but it's not... Belie- Physics don't exist. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> so that was one of my little bits of news that I just... I didn't. I don't. Again, I don't care that the rock is back. It's it's interesting to me, and I really wonder like how much money. Yeah. Either that, or was this all an elaborate prank for years, where they're just like seem like they hate each other, and it's like nope. Take uh, speaking of you know taking some minor and major dips, uh, Jonathan Majors' future in the MCU has now been still unconfirmed, but now that Ant Man clickbait lead in, yeah, yeah. Now that Ant Man and uh, the quantum mania has come out. <laughs> uh, they are erasing the name Kang and Jonathan Majors from most press releases, and they're not allowed to say the name Kang or Jonathan Majors. So all the stuff is saying like the next big threat. I, and the the movie just came out on streaming on Disney Plus. I I get not wanting them to. Also, how many people are talking about Ant Man? Yeah, yeah. But I get. Wanting to, like, don't say Jonathan Major's name. I guess they're just kind of playing it so, like, safe right now, why, but they're not, like, firing him or accusing him. Why, get, Why like, don't say Kang's. Like, are you going to change who the villain is? Like, it's still Kang, even if you were yeah. it. Like, it's Maybe, it's the, I mean, if something goes through, maybe he has a tie to the name Kang, and they're going to have to just axe that character. If Do you think that's part of his contract? Him. Like, I own Kang now. It's very possible. <laughs> Josh Brolin was a chump for not trying to get Thanos. <laughs> yeah. All right, well. Yeah, that's nothing. That's That's all the news on that one. And some news for you, if you don't know, Nemo, this is news for you. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, I think the news was happening, but Hulu is reviving Futurama for a third third time? Bite my shiny metal ass. That was my best Bender impression. That was, that was really bad. You should, you should maybe try Zoidberg. Okay. Um, well, we're on Hulu. It's bad. It's better. It's better than your bender. It's a better. It's better Thank than you. bender. Thank you. Uh, uh, Good yeah, news. It's, they they will be back July twenty fourth. So not not too far off. Well, hey, uh, there's a quote from Futurama. We're back, baby. You think they're gonna say that again? Probably. We're back again, baby. I mean, actually, I, you know what? I'll give you a dollar if they don't say that. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, it'll be eleven episodes, or sorry, ten episodes. Okay, that's that's about this, right. This is. Season eleven, technically. Mm-hmm. I really like Futurama. I know you do. It's why. It's why I say this is a piece of news for you. Yeah, like it's. I, think I always it's, like to watch it. It's it's good. It's cool that's back. Uh, everyone is back. All the original cast. But it's also, it, this has got to be really good. Yeah. Because otherwise, then it's like, well, what? Why so, did you do this? So for me, um, Futurama and American Dad are very similar, where it feels like the main writers of The Simpsons and Family Guy just kind of. Let off some steam with his sideshow, which is entirely better than the main, like, breadwinner of each of those, like, studios. 
I don't remember where Futurama premiered in the timeline age of The Simpsons. I mean, I remember its premiere. I watched it. Yeah, uh, it was like, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure it was the new year, like 2000. uh, It might have been 1999. Yeah, because it was like all about Y2K. So it would have been, what, 10, 10, 12 seasons in for The Simpsons? Mm -hmm. Or more, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot. But definitely a point where The Simpsons had taken its first dip of, they don't want you to go away, but you're not as good as you used to be. Yep. And yeah, Futurama was fresh, I think, for everybody. And also, the episodes are very different. I mean, it's a different Very well show. written. It's not The Simpsons. They look like The Simpsons. There's legit episodes of that show that can make you cry. And uh, I mean, like Fry's dog. The, I mean, yeah, that's a sad one. But the B episode where Fry gets stabbed. Oh, yeah. It's oh, a pretty Fry, sad one. Fry and Leela, Leela's relationship is always very strong. It's good. Like, it's it's just such a good show, and it's also very consistent while yeah. still being a cartoon. The sci-fi riffs were good. But this did, they did say, this will have something for everybody. If you've never watched it, you'll be able to just jump right in oh, right yeah. here. I feel like that's pretty um, fair. But if you are a longtime fan, you will get answers to some decades-long mysteries, including one of your favorites, uh, The Secret History of Evil Robot Santa. Hey, that's great. I really want to see that. Love Robot Santa. So, yeah. Well, I look forward to their yeah, that's July awesome. 24th. You know what? This is a pretty good segue. Um, my other piece of news is that Disney Plus and Hulu are mixing together. And they are deleting or paywalling a bunch of shit. Well, they already Disney already pulled a bunch of stuff yeah. as of today, May tw- yep. or May 19th. Yeah. <laughs> or no, I think, hold on. I think it's May 26th they're pulling stuff. Um, uh, Warwick Davis is very upset because Will Willow, got Willow killed almost instantly. And he's like, it's horribly disrespectful. So Disney Plus is Willow, Turner and Hooch, The yeah. Mighty Ducks, Game Changers, a bunch of stuff I've never heard of. Uh, and then for Hulu, Why the Last Man and Dollface, Little Demon, which was okay. And some other stuff I haven't heard of. So mostly like limited run series or like series yeah. that didn't get a lot of attention. But also like. But here's the things like. You can't really judge that. What you want to. <laughs> that's what you should leave on here because like. That's, that's the kind of stuff that will actually get an audience. If anything, you later. should promote it more. Like, if you paywall it, it's just going to go away. Yeah. Because, I mean, didn't watch it when it was free. But if you leave it there, and like, you know, Willow, for instance. See, like, that's the thing is you said don't watch it when it's free. They're not free. We have to pay for these services. True. But with Willow, <laughs> already a cult thing. The movie's already a cult favorite. Yeah, the fact that it even got a sequel is amazing. So why would you even get rid of it? I've heard, I've heard both. I've, I've also heard people say, like, Series is pretty good. You got to get over a couple things and then like, it's fine. For, I, I think people probably hate it less than Rings of Power. Yeah. Uh, but if it's, again, if it's paywalled, it only exists on streaming. How do you get a cult following? How do you right. mass an audience? Like you're not going to, like you might as well just do what Warner Brothers did and just fucking delete it. It's, it's so strange because like Netflix makes these decisions too. Like the Dark Crystal was insanely popular. Like, yeah, fuck it. Saw a rumor that a second season might happen. <laughs> I really hope it does because it was amazing. But, but this is the thing. Yeah, like, this just goes to the fear of that even stuff that the streamers themselves have made. Don't think that. No. And I'm guilty of this. Where I'm just like, yeah, I'll get to it whenever. Because what am I afraid of? It's on there. It's always going to be there. Right. Nope. Apparently, no. It may not. So, yeah. Sorry. Watch it immediately or they will take it away. But also, this harkens back to reason of. Why I wish they would put stuff on DVD. Yeah. <laughs> and this this is what's weird too. Is like if they didn't get a great audience, you know, there used to be movies that come out to theaters that didn't do great. Right. But then they'd come out on home video and they would either through rental money and or just sales 
either amass an audience or make a money. Or you know what? I was money, actually just a money. They make money. I was watching a video uh, this weekend um, from a creator named Saber Spark on YouTube talking about um, the movie Balto and how I've never seen it, but I remember the cover. I know what you're talking about. Well, uh, it was an insanely well-made movie that I had to, like that's a great, Fox Animation, isn't it? Uh, it was Steven Spielberg's. It was Amblin Animation before DreamWorks, and um, the movie had a huge cast, a huge budget, hand-drawn cells, and Toy Story came out the same month, killed the movie. So it's like they spent all this effort putting this movie out. Then they was like Steven Spielberg was like, "Fuck this! I'm killing this company. We're gonna make DreamWorks." But then home VHS sales for Balto blew like. Everything out of the water. It was super popular. Wouldn't DreamWorks own Balto now, though? I mean, it's still Spielberg, right? Like, Yeah, they made some spinoff movies that were terrible. I, I know they made some direct-to-video ones. But it was like, stuff like yeah, that. Like, it's just yeah. an example of like, and I can't think of others, but there's there's been some movies that have gotten sequels based on like, oh, shit, well, people did like it once we put yeah, it on video. When it was on home video, because it did great in rentals. But to be honest, just like, I know these companies want to make money. I understand it does cost money to produce a physical product, but like I'm not saying don't make it in bulk. Yeah. Make it limited, which will drive other people will drive people to one. It's like, oh shit, you're only printing a thousand copies. I gotta get one. I guarantee you, if they did a five thousand print cop we'll go with a bigger number. Twenty thousand. Yeah. Something for them to actually make a profit. If they did a twenty thousand print copy run of the Willow series, they would sell every single one of those. Yeah. Make them steel books. There you go. Do, do whatever business thing you need to do if like this is where we make profit. We need this many and do it this way. We'll make profit. They would do it. People would that's, buy it. That's a very good point. Like, Willow fan. Yeah. There would be enough people. Even if the, even if that many people didn't watch it on streaming, it would sell. Especially if maybe you bundle it with the original movie or something too. Re, a remaster mm-hmm. of the original movie. Yeah. Something that's, again, not expensive for you to do. Not at all. Presumably you already did it for what. I assume the movie streaming on Disney Plus is probably, yeah. to some degree, remastered. You know, AI can do that shit now. So <laughs> I don't think they haven't announced a date for the merger of who whatever there's going to be. I will point out in most other regions and countries, that's already the case. Hulu and Disney Plus are already Hulu didn't exist in some countries. On the opposite side, I am all for some of these streaming services just merging because I don't give a fuck about having thirty of them on my phone. Well, uh. You're in agreement with David Zaslav, then. See, <laughs> I think as of today, maybe this week, he made a statement saying some of us should merge. I swear so we have said, talked about him almost every podcast. That is the well. He's <laughs> he's big news. He's he's a, he's a normal, not weird guy at all. <laughs> and, and I, but you know what? In this, I don't disagree with him either because also it's like I don't want to pay. Yeah. Some of them, some of you, I don't even know why I have you anymore. Like. Random stuff will pop up here that I'll like, oh, I'll watch this. In the last episode, Bruce Campbell being like, yeah, who the fuck watches Stars? And that's why Ash vs. Evil Dead went away, because no one <laughs> fucking watched Stars. Yeah, friend from work, got rid of Stars. Yeah, it's, uh, it's wild. Like, what's nothing on here. Yeah, there's nothing on there at all. <laughs> it was bundled with Hulu for a while. <laughs> I mean, granted, if they did bundle, I'm sure they'd raise the price. I'm sure the actual money we put out would be exactly the same. But at least our digital streaming content, there was, I know it still exists, but there's a thing called Verve. Oh yeah, Verve. It's still that exists. basically combined like Crunchyroll. And yeah, it took like all the anime Rooster stuff. Teeth, Machinima crap. Yep. And we're just like we're just an app that puts all that to like. You're still paying for all yeah, that yeah. shit. But it's all just right here. Like, like that's that's great. Actually. Yeah, no, I know a ton. I'd like to not that. have to click on three different things and switch <laughs> all my shit. 
is in one place. And maybe that also cut down on the contracts and shit like that. Like, oh, we only have a contract right. to stream this for this amount of time. Even though some of it's like, but you made it. It's your thing. How how can you not it's own so your own thing? You know, I heard something yeah. this week that, you know, the CW, clearly owned by Warner Brothers, right? Right. Apparently, when they use DC characters, also owned by Warner Brothers, yes. CW has to pay a licensing fee. They sure do. But to who? <laughs> to them. To th- that, to your own company. That's like that's a money laundering. Somewhere is making money. And like this makes sense to us. But, that, but that's like Saul but Goodman. Saul Goodman making the uh, the the car wash work for Walt. Uh, because I think yeah, I think CW is about to cancel one of their two remaining superhero shows, like Gotham Knights. Oh, and Clark and Lois, or whatever. I cannot tell you how much of a fuck I do not give about that. But I think oh, I don't really care. But. I think like they'll probably they'll probably cancel the Superman show because one probably is exp- it's if you're having to pay the license for Superman, it's probably more expensive yeah. than it's Gotham Night show that apparently has nobody in it. Yeah, as far as comic book, they made somebody up. <laughs> so like, oh yeah, like, let's do that. How that's about just, that? That was just weird. Of like, you have to pay yourself. Or something that's like very that. uh, incredibly strange. And somehow you make a profit on that. I want to do that. Why don't we get? Yeah. Why don't Why don't we get paid for what we're doing right here? Yeah, you should get you know paid what? from you 24. You should definitely look and see if we have a Patreon, folks, and give us money. <laughs> Is that all the news that you had for this time? Uh, Kind of. I just want to touch back on the writer's strike. It's still yeah. going on. I mean, I mean, with this stuff happening with like stuff like Willow getting lobbed behind, this is also very much part of what they're fighting for. Uh, A lot of show, a lot of things have been affected. You, you definitely, if you watch any late night TV, you've already noticed. That's all reruns now. Yep. Sorry, not live has gone that way. Family Guy and American Dad writers have also, and the executive producers have also yes. walked off and said they're in support. Uh, I don't know how much of that's completed. I'm sure they still have stuff they could, they can air. Yeah, I mean, they got so many reruns. Uh, I don't watch the show, but Abbott Elementary, which I know is like a favorite of a lot of people. I've now. legit never heard of this. They, they're going into their third season. They're, they're you know, they've joined... They're, so their writer's room is supposed to open, I think, this week. Okay. So, like, depending on when this gets resolved, you know, we write our show while it's airing. So, no matter what, now the season's going to be shorter. Yeah, it'd have to be. I know AMC's Walking Dead. Okay. Which, for whatever reason, is not dead. Uh, scripts for <laughs> AMC's Walking Dead spinoff shows are done, but no production has started. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, now, presumably, they could still produce it and just got to work with the script as is uh, honestly the with the small of a team i'd say the producers are probably on their side too so can't really produce them either yeah that, and uh, i know that's been the case too of like Andor and actors uh who has a writer producer he's an, who was still doing producing duties now he's like nope you know what nope it's not gonna do anything yeah step away um big mouth which is i really like that show on netflix oh I, into I actually season we're, we're finally at a crossroads here i despise that show and i wish it would be deleted. i mean i haven't watched it in the last four <laughs> years but i like the first two seasons it was funny i legit hated it here's a big one that is actual news blade <laughs> the long troubled <laughs> oh, no. marvel movie has shut down pre-production oh, no. uh due to this i i at this point i don't think that they're gonna fucking make this one <laughs> that's a shame that's really a shame. Cobra Kai has also closed its writer's room. And here's one that you're going to you're gonna hate this name. I know this is going to wound you. Oh, no. The Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, will move <laughs> forward with production on the second season. Oh, that's awful. 
but the Amazon Prime Video Show will not be using the services of executive producers J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay for supporting the Guild on Strike. What's interesting is, I can't tell, like, does that mean that scripts are already written? Are you just going to do it without scripts? Also, <laughs> since everyone hates the show, is this a good thing that, like, we're not going to use executive producers, we're just going to fucking wing it? Maybe. Maybe it'll be better. Maybe this will, maybe this will be the only show in history, like, this was a benefit to us. But How yeah, about that? <laughs> not canceled, not going on hiatus, like, nope, moving forward. That is the most Amazon thing I've ever heard. It's just odd of like spending so much money on this. Why wouldn't you wait? Mm-hmm. Uh, Stranger Things is also now halted. How strange. That also sucks. It's already going to be a long wait anyway. And now it's just like <laughs> even longer. And I'm, I'm into it now. I want to know like wonder what the end is. I know we're at the end. Those kids are getting older. They're just going to CG de-age them. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's all I've got on that. But not seeing any uh, headway in the strike. Yeah, um, I know they're getting tortured. Um, Imagine Dragon showed up and did a concert for them. That's for, the, some, for the writers? Yeah, that's some psychological torture. That would be funny if that's the producer who did that. <laughs> and again, this is what's going to lead to... Yeah, you know, that's odd. You're about to start running out of potential content, Disney. Yeah. Why would you remove <laughs> shit you already have on there? It's wild. Well, at least with Warner Brothers, we kind of got like, oh, it's a tax thing. And oh, and they did you know other stuff. They did sell to like free streaming services. Like they sold them. Like Westworld got sold. But like Disney's not doing that. They're just gonna <sighs> make you pay. Like you you want to watch Mighty Ducks? Yep. Pay us. Basically, they're becoming Amazon Prime. Yep. Where half the time I look for something on Amazon Prime, it's like oh they oh yeah it's, it's not, gone. It's not on Prime. I gotta pay you for it. I don't want to pay you for it. We are but two I already clowns. Pay. I already pay you for it. <laughs> we are but two clowns in a world circus. Well, nothing much that we can do about the strike, but uh, we support you. Does suck, but this, you know what? In a year where we're now finally out of the pandemic, <laughs> uh, we're recovering theater wise. Yeah, yeah. Now it seems like we may twenty twenty four may just be like, and we're back. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're back, baby. <laughs> to segue into our next section, um, I'm surprised. To roll on yeah. down to the trailer park. Yeah. Get- I can't believe that we didn't talk about this in the last couple episodes but yeah the next part of the monster verse coming out with godzilla x kong i think we didn't talk about it because i mean yeah there's not much to talk about but you know it was a I love t- godzilla. literally it was a title reveal yes yeah, skull Which, and a monkey to be fair i didn't know they were making yeah, i mean i, I assumed either. that they would do something the apple tv show is still going strong should come out this year i believe is that for peacock no apple oh, right. apple tv well Strangely, I now have Apple TV. So. Hey, and you know what? Prehistoric Planet Season 2 just dropped, so check that out. It is well worth it. Do you have Apple TV? I have a friend. Ah. <laughs> I mean, you have Apple TV, Nemo. Don't <laughs> don't let them... We don't share. Nobody shares anything. The friend lives in my house, so how about that? In a couple of years, they won't be okay with that either. Okay. Everyone's like, no, Thank you, you have your own. I think, yeah, wasn't that Netflix's way of doing this password thing was... There was some kind of it's like gotta, it's got to check your Wi-Fi router. Yeah. Like you've got to every like five weeks, you've got to connect to this Wi-Fi. Fucking suck the back of my ball sack through my asshole, Netflix. Even with that, I get, I get it, I get it. <laughs> your business, this shit is expensive, but you realize if you do this, you're not gonna, you're not gonna. The people who weren't paying you aren't gonna be like, well, I guess I'll pay them now. They're just gonna fucking pirate it. Yeah, yo ho ho. You're going to. You want to recreate the pirate bay? That's what you're about to do. That's what's happening. But okay, yeah, let's roll on down this trailer park. I know which one you want to start with. 
Yes, the one I want to start with is because you literally texted me five, and we're just like, <laughs> I want to talk about yeah the Meg two the Meganing. Man, fuck this it's shit. It's Meg two the trench. I'm so correct. I'm so fucking sick of this. But it, but it's got dinosaurs. You love that's dinosaurs. what I'm sick of. This has been sixty five million years. Do you think that? Okay, so this trailer starts with like. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little preamble. It seems like a sequel to Adam Driver 65. Uh, hey, I watched that movie. We're not going to talk about it on the podcast because the movie sucked fucking ass and it was awful. It's a bonus review for you folks. It's very funny. We laughed the entire time. And uh, and then a, a giant megalodon eats a T-Rex they, in, a, in a way that's not just reminiscent of Jurassic World, but may almost frame for frame. partially be... Same effect. And the T-Rex itself is also just a straight-up rip model of Jurassic Park. Um, they've got some non-dinosaur things running around, like 65. So um, here, here's here's what I didn't say when we watched it. Yeah. We, we did just watch this together. Yeah, because you didn't get to see it yet. I don't even... I don't know why they call it the Meg 2, to be honest. They should just call it the Meg... Or Meg the Trench. Yeah, there's no reason because for the two. W- at least nothing in the trailer. They don't even indicate like that they've experienced this before. Like, Yeah, I see the returning characters... We gotta go get Jason Statham, but he's not like, oh, I've dealt with these before, or we need you because you've dealt with this before. In fact, they make lines of like, no one's ever seen. Yes, this. that's like, the biggest megalodon I've ever seen. It's like, you saw another. You, mean, you only saw another one. Like, of course, I think, isn't follow up line? It's the only one. I don't. Whatever. No, no, you said that. No, oops, <laughs> sorry, I wrote a better line. <laughs> but then the actual what the movie appears to be is it, not is, just the megalodons, like a whole. Fucking first of all, there's three this time instead of two. Yeah. But also just there's probably more. Let's be Pacific Rim level of sea prehistoric sea creatures. I mean Pacific Rim was very obvious in this trailer. They had mech suits. They have they have mech suits, underwater mech suits. (laughs) But it it reminds me of the camp horror movie remake Piranha. Oh yeah. And its sequel, Piranha 3D Double D. It's very much like that. Which both of them knew exactly what they were and were going for a very specific vibe. This pseudo seems serious up front. And I feel like the first one, while it is goofy and dumb, took itself seriously. This one is clearly a joke. Yeah. With, with, with I'd argue more money behind it. Absolutely more money. The, uh, but again, like why even, not that it matters for the audience. No. So like why call it two? Why even confuse anybody? So, oh, I didn't see the first one. I won't understand. Doesn't matter. As this uh, has almost no bearing on those two things, other than like, yeah, Jason Statham's back, but he's also just playing Jason Statham. Yeah, he's just yeah. And I'm sure you've seen the screenshot from the trailer of that's putting a foot. That's a po- That's the poster, movie poster. Oh, that's the poster. That is the poster. One of them. There's three posters. So Jason Statham putting his foot. I mean, I guess he's kind of pushing himself up off of the megalodon. Yeah, it's it's so even though in, bizarre. In, in still frame, it looks like he's holding it back with his foot, which is like dumb. Ob- and it's clearly not. on purpose. Yeah, but this movie also seems like it's ripping off a ton of shit. Yeah, not only did you pull up the Jurassic World thing, but one point a dock is being exploded behind Jason Statham with one it, fanning in the, in the middle. It is done differently, but immediately was like, "Well, that's Godzilla yeah. '98." Yeah, or. So, Whatever. It's the American Godzilla. Zilla. It's Zilla. Who Nemo is currently drinking his, <laughs> his Barbasol Jurassic Park water <laughs> bottle out of. I found this at Goodwill. It's the Taco Bell cup holder. <laughs> uh, you know what? I guess in the world... Look, 
Stupid dumb action dun, movies. Dun, 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 uh, yeah, dude, I forgot about that. And then they use Barracuda because there's not a song called Megalodon. Although I bet there's a metal song called Megalodon. <laughs> and I love Barracuda. Honestly, the trailer uses the song pretty well. It does. It's a well done trailer. But it's that's also and they they wanted me to do it. Like yeah. I immediately laughed in the opening lick. I was like, you Barracuda. Yeah. I think the thing that makes me like mad though, like legit mad is Fine, you're throwing some dinosaurs as a little pre-intro. Why not? Do you think that that's the pre-intro to the movie? Yeah, definitely. It has to be. But I just don't even feel like this movie would take itself that serious. I don't know. But They'd have to use it because they're not going to spend however many millions of dollars to make right. this trailer. Like, oh, don't put it in the movie. My problem, though, is like, just be imaginative with your dinosaurs. There's so much science out there now that you don't have to make them all look exactly the same. Like, And also, why don't you just use the actual animals and not just make up generic creatures to hit i think i don't think this is the movie that no no uh, this is my this is a bigger problem than just this movie i don't give a fuck about the meg doing it but it's just like like 65 doing it you want you want a dinosaur movie that if you're not gonna be scientifically accurate you want them to at least be fun have more fun i I, I really don't care about i don't give a shit about the accuracy just make them look different that's my that's my thing well peter jackson's king kong made him look different wait 20 more years (laughs) they will remake jurassic park Probably. Also, uh, as a side note, I'll throw this or, up on the Twitter. Actually, fuck. I mean, maybe Kong and Godzilla will do. We'll give you that. I would like that. So wait, what was the subtitle of the Kong Godzilla again? Like a new empire. Uh, this yeah. is the Japanese poster for the trench. I'll post this on Twitter with it. But it, apparently a million of those lizards are pouring out of the, the Megalodon's mouth. So maybe that's going to be a big subplot. So is this why we're not getting a Jaws remake ever? Probably. Did the Meg actually, did they just surpassed jaws like fuck it you can't do it now yeah go bigger go or go home yeah yeah that movie trailer sucks i'll watch the movie <laughs> i didn't see the first one i, I did I, it, cin- it, I watched cinema sense of it and it's like <laughs> good enough i watched it in the theater and when i left um this was when i was in college um someone that went to the college was like best movie ever dude i love that you know a strange <laughs> i was like okay because <laughs> uh, the first one's based on a book i'm sure this one is I'm, there probably are follow-up books. I'm sure this one. You know is what? Not. I'll give the first Meg movie something. The first 30 minutes was actually a really cool movie, and then it literally blew it out of the water and ruined it. I have no idea how well, how much the first movie follows. Not uh, yeah, not. But I know that the book I think is kind of gory or violent yeah. in its description. This, uh, yeah. And the movie is PG-13, so it's it is. not. I will give it. The, I, I was surprised in this trailer. When it eats the T Rex, it's like yeah, it's quite wow, a bit of blood, quite a lot of blood. But monster I guess blood. you can get away with it because, like, well, it's, it's a dinosaur monster blood. It's whatever. Yeah, it's fine. But I was still like, wow. In the trailer, yeah. nonetheless, like, wow, that's, that's the lot. the big scene in the movie though that this trailer kind of mirrored was uh, the ending is CGI Jason Jonas jet ski. He like with the harpoon towards yeah, it jumps straight up in the sky Perfect and then he storm. lands on him. It's pretty bad. <clears throat> I. I would be more inclined to enjoy this level of dumb action, which I'm not yeah, opposed yeah, to. Yeah, it, Honestly, if it was rated R, if they would just, if it would just go full piranha, it's like, I would also be fine with that. You don't have to do boobs and stuff. I mean, no, like I don't, I don't hate the movie because I, I recognize it for what it is. It it's, it's bad at it. Yeah, it's just stupid. <laughs> it's also uh, my question is, who? Who who wanted the sequel? It I mean, I know out, the first movie clearly did well enough. The first movie was a summer movie, but it also came out right after Kong Skull Island. So a lot of people were like, could this be part of the MonsterVerse? 
because you know Warner Brothers and a giant shark. There was a lot of theories online at the time. Is could this could there be an after credit scene where Godzilla shows up? Warner Brothers doesn't own Godzilla anymore, does it? It's just Legendary. It's still with Warner Brothers. I bet Legendary won't let them bring Meg into that. Oh no, no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't have done that anyway. Well, that was trailer number one. Yep. It's you know what? It's it's a movie. It's happening. They made it. <laughs> Trailer number two is more of a teaser, but to be honest, it's, it's a trailer. It's actually, I would say it's all that they should show. And that is our next video. Well, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, it will be our next video game movie. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, <laughs> which I'd argue is <laughs> barely a game. But I realize I was not the demographic for it. It's also made by one dude. That's cool. I like that aspect. And the the concept and plot of Five Nights at Freddy's of just are just the idea of like animatronics being creepy because like look, I grew up in the age of Chuck E. Cheese and like I did like that band, but it was also like there's a level of like This is scary. This is kinda it's kinda scary. And if if I was in that building by myself in the dark, fuck yeah. I'd be yeah. Like, mm, cover actually don't cover those things up. Just I'm just gonna leave. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just not gonna be part of this. So yeah, the the Five Night Freddy, uh Five 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 nine Freddy told me everybody's fly. DJ Spinning has said my my. <laughs> uh no, this um the entire series got picked up by kids for some reason. Very because strange. They liked watching people get scared. That's yeah. I can tell you from history of working in GameStop. Absolutely. I know there are kids who most of them never played the game. Mm-hmm. They literally watched Markiplier and PewDiePie or just anyway, someone person, one of their friends play it and scream at the screen. That's it. I mean, it's the game has its merits, but it really is became sold on the fact. I mean, of, literally the first game is a point and click. Jump, it's jump scare. Just a couple pictures. The game, <laughs> and they made five of them. That essentially was like this is the same thing over and over again. And then, but, but they, they then, then the stories they, started coming out. The lore sort of hiding Books, it deep, comics. and obscurely in there. But again, its popularity stemmed from and for kids. Just watching my fire I mean, scream at it. When it came out, I was in high school, and I was like, oh, this this shit's lame. As I but have, then I got a little older. I was like, oh, wow, this store is kind of cool. I have little kids come into my shop and like buy the plushies, buy the toys, buy the Lego. Mm-hmm. Well, not Lego, but generic Lego. Yeah, whatever set. those things are. And sometimes this stuff would get returned. Mm-hmm. And it would get returned because the kid was fucking frightened of it. Yep. But they still loved this. Was like, Why do you like it? Like if it's, if it it's, scares you like this. It's really strange. And again, this is the beginning of the age of kids also not playing video games, but watching someone else play video uh, games. There's a very strange video um, on Markiplier's channel uh, back when that Goosebumps movie came out with Jack Black. Because uh, for yeah, promotion... There's one I'm surprised didn't get a sequel. It did. With Jack Black? Yeah. Oh. He got a second one. Oh. <laughs> All right. No uh, but yeah, so Jack Black and his, at the time, very young son were like they partnered with Markiplier and to do like some scary videos for the movie coming out. And it's the most uncomfortable video ever because Jack Black does not want to be there. He's really worried about his son being too scared of this game. And obviously Markiplier is like nervous because it's Jack Black. Yeah, it's a celebrity and he's not happy. <laughs> like it's Jack Black and he's pissed. So like the entire time they're just like playing the game and the kid's not really saying anything. And every time something happened, Jack Black is like, are, are you okay? Do you, do you want to stop? <laughs> like, Maybe he's scared of the game, but it's like that's how wildly Spoiler popular alert. this was. I'm gonna break this news right now. Post credit scene of Finance of Freddy's, Jack Black's in it. He's Freddy Fazbear. He cuts off one of their heads and goes, Decapitation! 
And Nicolas Cage is coming. <laughs> but I'll give it this. It's not Willy's Wonderland, which yeah. is, even though that director claims like Five Nights at Freddy's nothing up. to do with it, it was like, it did do Literally, it. shut up. It's fine. Like, just lean into it. Just be like, yeah. There's a short film on Hulu that was made part of their spooky. Yeah, like, that thing. I, and that was pretty cool. Really well done. But that one's kind of like a parody of the, what is it, the something pizza bear? Uh, I forgot his name. It was like literally the bear, but just. Dick the birthday boy's bear. Yeah, yeah. Showtime pizza. Yeah, bear. Showtime pizza. So this one is, you know, full on Five Nights at Freddy's made by Blumhouse Productions featuring Josh Hutchinson, which I really like him. Um, after watching Future Man, he is a great actor. Yeah, don't don't Hunger Games judge him. Yeah, like seriously. Spoiler alert, though, he's in the end credits of <laughs> Serpents and Sparrows or whatever that Hunger Games movie is. Sure. I'm just going to keep dropping those all episodes. <laughs> And uh, Matthew looks, Lillard is one of the main antagonists of this movie. I didn't even fucking see yeah, him because he, he doesn't look like him. Look, I, I'm from the trailer. I'm in. I don't. Yeah. I don't give a shit about the game. Yeah, you, you have practical effects. That's what I'm all about. The costume and the costumes look like Legit exactly things. what I know of the characters. So I told you off air, but people on Twitter are very mad at this movie and trying to Sonic it. They're trying to get people to change it because they're mad that the eyes are red and not white. Because apparently in the game, they're white. Like, they were white before, and then they turn red when the evil happened. I guess they don't That was what I thought I saw in the trailer. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. And And, and the movie poster has all the characters with their eyes red. I guarantee, I know, I know, I know that I've seen (laughs) pictures of these things with their eyes red on stuff in the fucking shop that I ran. Yeah. Or whatever. Also, if that's all they're angry about, cool. Go ahead, that's that's the most pointless maybe, thing to be mad maybe about. Maybe they'll give you a white eyes version. You should feel lucky that they're not just CGI monstrosities. Also, again, for <laughs> one, for a franchise that's arguably five to six years late from when it was at its peak. Yeah. But if you're a fan of this, if you like this world, you also just be happy that it's you're gonna getting be pretty fun at all. And it does appear that they're, hey. they're honoring the... If not the lore, they're honoring the vibe of the game. Yeah, there's going to be some kid murder in this movie. Do we know? Is it rated R? Is it PG-13? I'm not sure. The Bite of 87? Is that is that a reference? Yeah, it's a very popular one. Oh. It became a meme when Markiplier screams it. I guess when I see the movie, I'll get it. <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, I'm actually very, very, uh, very much looking forward to it. It's just a 47-second teaser. They get a lot in there. They sure do. Like it Which makes me think the movie's only going to be like maybe an hour, 15 minutes. I mean, you can't really do too much with at least the first one. What makes you think they're just doing the first one? It looked like that. It looked like more. Because I would argue that the first one, it would just be Josh in the thing. Yeah. And clearly. That, that's why I said it. Because I'm pretty sure the other ones get. Stuff where it's like, oh, other deeper. things are happening. I think they're mixing some of the, like the original books and stuff with this one. Also, I don't know, like. It's Blumhouse, so I know they're probably trying to go franchise wise, but like just try to make a good one. Just yeah, do good by this. Exactly. And if it does well, then follow it up. What's the uh, next one? Well, we're gonna do Dune 2, but we didn't rewatch it. And here's the thing. You know what? I also I kind of yeah, forgot about that. There's there's pretty images, there's music, new actors are there. Dune continues. That's, uh, yeah. Uh he rides a worm. Oh yeah. The the main thrust of the trailer is he gets on the worm. And we still don't really get a good look at the worm, but Whatever. I mean, you know what? I'm going to see it, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Not, the trailer didn't get me excited for it, though. I'm but pretty excited to look at pretty visual. I'm uh, I'm curious, though, how much they are going to do or how resolute this is going to feel. 
one, if it even is going to end, or is it going to be like, now stay tuned for part three? Yeah. Because one, the book of Dune is huge on its own. And then the series goes on quite some time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it turns out to not even be about Paul, Timothy Chalamet's character. Yeah. Turns, like, his kid turns into like a weird space worm. Uh, yeah. Monster cool. thing. So I don't know like, how much resolution we're going to get here. And I don't know. But, uh, you know, I'll be there. I'll see it in 3D. So you'll get all the money you can from me, <laughs> Denny Venom, Warner Brothers. <laughs> So that that would take us to Gran Turismo. Yep. And I'm I gotta say I'm I, surprised. I, saw, I don't know. I, I, it was oh, before I think Guardians. I saw this before Guardians. Yep. So this is a great segue. Yep. Tell you what I didn't know. I didn't know this was based on a true story. And when that came no. up in the trailer, I did laugh out loud. I was like, what? Like, what do you mean? And as it went on, I was like, I then I Googled it's like, oh shit, this did happen. Because when we announced that that movie was coming out, we were like, how do you make a movie out of this? I thought, you know, they made a Need for Speed movie 10 years ago. and That's kind of what I was thinking too. It like, oh, seems no. making Call of Duty movies. Like, just make a military action movie and then say Call of Duty. Yeah, this this actually makes sense. And Gran Turismo, you could, I mean, you could have just done it. Yeah. And just like, sure. All right, cool. That was, that was Gran Turismo. Because fuck, the game doesn't even have someone's story. No, no, it's just racing cars. <laughs> but... When the trailer also opened and like they showed the game case, I'm like, "Whoa, hold on, this is weird." Yeah. <laughs> um. What? That's it. Also, it's gonna be some Mario shit. You're gonna get sucked into the game. Yeah. No, it's just an actual down to earth movie. Like, there's nothing like crazy about it. It's just so, a kid trying to race. I'm interested in the story that I'm sure has been overly dramatized. For this oh, movie. for sure. It's not exact. Some of this, I'm sure, didn't happen. It definitely didn't happen the way this movie's gonna present it. Yeah. From the first teaser, before we knew any of this, though, I was excited for the the car races. Um, looking at the look of them yeah. and how they were filmed, was like, at the very least, this will be exciting. These parts will look cool. And kind of agrees. Like, that's all I can ask. Yeah. If in between this, you've got stupid talking people, but then car races? Okay. Yeah, it's just, it's an actual, just a racing movie. And I like Neil Blomkamp. I actually... This is a strange choice for him. It is. But I'm glad that he's... Yeah. Doing studio work. For sure. Uh, and this, will, I think, would be the first thing he's directed he didn't write. Or I didn't see if he did write this. I don't believe he did. I don't believe he did. Uh, so that's also interesting. Uh, and again, I do like his work. Elysium is my least favorite. And I also know I'm a minority. I like Chappie. Yeah. Don't care. I like it. Yeah, Diane Ward's weird. But like, I like the little Chappie robot, all right? I like him. I want my own Chappie. <laughs> and also, he... Beast the fuck out of mulleted Wolverine. That's pretty cool. So I'm, <laughs> I'm in. I'm, I'm in for this movie. Uh, I'm, in, I'm in for Sony. PlayStation Studio. Let me rephrase. I'm in for PlayStation Studios. Yeah. Cool. He gave us The Last of Us. Some people love it. Some people hate it. But at the very least, you know what? It's a competently made piece of... No one's done that before. Yeah. Twisted Metal. Who knows what that's going to be? But like, hopeful. It's happening. Gran Turismo looks good. You chose an interesting way in which to do it. It didn't. I don't believe it had any pop music in the trailer either. Nope, actually, it was played very seriously. So yeah, yeah, um, it actually looks very like a good movie. Like would very it be, much like a good movie. Would it be weird? Would it be weird if it is like really good? <laughs> like the Academy's like best movie nominee, Gran Turismo. <laughs> I would love that. And also, I like David Harbour, too, so I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're a surly coach. Just got to get the video game kid into the car. Like, okay. Yeah. Also, this is, you know, 
this is going to be a dream movie. Orlando for, Bloom. <laughs> for young kids. Even if you don't like cars or don't like racing games, this is going to be like real life The Last Starfighter. Yeah. Where a kid was like, oh, look at this Starfighter game. It's like, actually, that game is a recruiting thing. Yeah, I mean, secret space mission. Like, the, the story itself is very much has been done a hundred times. But playing it more seriously, pretty cool. Those are, yeah. oh, wait, we do have one last trailer. An unexpected yeah, trailer. Yeah, very much unexpected. Uh, from Gareth Edwards. Edwards, who originally did Monster and then gave us the big, brought back the big monster to America. Yeah. Gave us a Godzilla that featured. Very little Godzilla. About 14 minutes of them. I think it's actually 10. I think it's oh. 10 minutes. But Maybe it's 14 minutes of monster You know fighting. what? <laughs> Godzilla might have more screen time than Brian Cranston got in that movie. He sure did. The He's going to take us back to the Star Age. The movie's well made. It's just... You didn't give me either of the two things. It's very made. disappointing. It's still fun, though. Give us Rogue One. Honestly, the opening of that Godzilla movie is amazing. And I wish the whole movie had matched that vibe. The trailer's amazing. That too. Just watch the trailer. <laughs> uh, gave us Rogue One. I like Rogue One. It's okay. Probably would like to see the Rogue One cut that Disney didn't do. Oh, I still don't really like Star exists. Wars that much, but I'm. I was happy to watch a movie where I'm like, you know what? I know how it's gonna end. Get me there. I also, I also like the fact that it's like, I know you all die. Yep. <laughs> because you have to. You have to die because you don't exist in the story. Exactly. And look, even if you don't like Star Wars, I don't, and this may have been Disney's doing, but I'll also argue like. 20 seconds to Darth Vader just killing people. It's, like, it's cool. This is cool. They gave him the red could, uh, lens eyes like the original movie. You could hate all the rest of that movie, but everyone, I think, will agree. is like, okay, well, that's... It was cool. I'd watch a movie of this dude just killing people. That's what everyone wants. Uh, yeah, so yeah. this movie, I like Creator. His stuff. Yeah, Creator. Uh, starring John David Washington. Yes. Denzel's son, right? Mr. Tenet. He's been in other stuff, but Tenet's the biggest thing. But yes, Denzel Washington's son. And you can, I mean, you can see it in his face. I don't want to say it looks like generic sci-fi because it it's not. It definitely has its own aesthetic of of it's robots almost, and cyborgs. It almost has like a futuristic retro vibe to it. It's, it's clearly got. I mean, clearly has some religious stuff is at play. One from the title, definitely. Of the trailer, but also visuals we see almost what looks like Buddhist monks. And uh, he has a Maybe. returning actor in this movie too. Some, uh, well, Ken Watanabe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe others. We don't know. True. Maybe Godzilla's in there. <laughs> Brian Cranston's one of the robots, but he dies. Um, but here's my thing. And watching it the second time with you is like, okay, there does seem to be a little bit more, but basic premise is they say it was like the AI that we created to protect us dropped a nuke on LA five years ago. And now so I, the robots are just here and like we're fighting for our lives. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. Is this the movie that Terminator Salvation wanted to be? It, this is just the future war of Terminator. Terminator can dream on. Yes, Nemo did have an issue with the song that played in the trailer because all he can picture is Kratos. Kratos falling off a cliff meme, which yeah. I didn't know about. So now he's tainted it for me. But also, I don't like Aerosmith. So, so you'd have been happier if they used the Eminem version. Probably, I Eminem sampled that song from something. I'm gonna be real with you. I didn't know Eminem did that. <laughs> uh, it was early. He still had blonde hair. It's early. In his okay, career. but yeah, that's the whole time watching it. All I could think was this is just Terminator, but without Terminators. And it, some and of the graphics very Halo-ish. Which, and they, they look good. They, look, they for, actually look good for a trailer. Early trailer, although presumably it's probably the first ones that they finished. And, but uh, the but again, you don't get that a lot these days. Sometimes studios are just like, fuck it, put the unfinished scene in there right now. We'll uh, fix it later. The the poster actually looks pretty good, too. What do I got? Uh, and the other part that we have with this, too, is there's not a John Connor kid. 
Instead, it's a robot kid. Yeah, 11. It's an 11. Also makes gives me Eddie Murphy Golden Child vibes. Oh, yeah. That's a deep cut if yeah. you're With the, the upload of this episode, I'll show that to you. It's actually okay. nice, yeah. nice looking poster. It actually kind of has a Star Wars-y vibe to mm-hmm. that, too. But at least there's no floating heads in the in the void. Nope. No no actors on, in the image at all. <laughs> I'll see it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because it, it's not like it looks bad. And I like Gareth Edwards. And like, it looks you know weird. What? And maybe it's one of those trailers, too, where it's like, don't don't give away the stuff I want to do. So we've, we've had a couple movies since doing the show where it's like, that trailer was dumb. Then we watched it. I was like, oh. Movie was good. <laughs> movie was good. I understand why you did this dumb trailer. And this trailer's not dumb. It's just no. the premise you set forth is like... I'm seeing yeah, and the music choice is fine. I just... The the song being personally ruined for me doesn't reflect on the trailer. But that trailer would have... You know, I do like that song. And its use in this is, is good. It, it could have also does, not been in it. It does the drama that it needs to do. But it doesn't... You're right. That's the thing as we say. It doesn't need, doesn't need it. In fact, the trailer would probably be stronger if you just did score music or instrumental music. For sure. Pull a Hans Zimmer track. Yeah. He's got a ton of them. They've been great. Do some Interstellar. Who cares? The uh, the, um, the robots in this actually does kind of remind me of Chappie. They have like yeah. like antenna ears. I, I'm I'm curious to see. I do want to see more of the world. So I'll give him a- that. Like, Apex Legends. The world. That's it what has, it reminds yes, me of. It has a. I was, there was a game that it was on the tip of my I, tongue. I would guarantee you that Gary that probably fucking plays Apex Legends. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On that note, on the video game front, I'll never get it, but I would love a Titanfall movie. Uh, comment. E- you know what? You you want me to read your stupid emails? Email about Titanfall. <laughs> I'll read and I'll comment about that. Do you want a Titanfall movie? Let's let's make it happen. Let's let's rock and roll with this one. Also, it's not Titanfall. Don't you? You got want, Pacific Rim. Don't you just want a mech movie? Pacific Rim is not even like that's like giant robots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Don't you just want just like a mech, just a mech movie? Fucking. Mech anime brought to life. Come on, we can do it. We have it. We have the technology now. Armored Core 6, the game is coming <laughs> out. Let's get an Armored Core movie. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> well, with all the trailer talk out of the way, you ready to get to our feature presentation? I am. And you know what I'm going to say? This movie lived up to its trailer. And it had one. Actually, every, one of, every one of its trailers were good. They're mostly the same, but they did use two different songs. They did. And both of them were also very good. And they're also and both used in the movie. They're all there in the movie. Which is also great. Marvel Studios, James Gunn's Guardian of the Galaxies, Volume 3. This is very much a extremely anticipated movie since it was announced when James Gunn got fired and before Infinity War. So a lot of people, when Infinity War happened, was like, how the fuck is Guardians 3 going to happen now? Because so, they're all gone. <laughs> I will say this. I've I've seen an interview with James Gunn where some stuff we're going to talk about here later in this review. There were things that he didn't want to happen in Infinity War that the Russos just overrode and like, yeah, no, we're going to do this. What you're thinking of, though, Gamora's death wasn't one of them. He was fine with that. Yeah. Uh, apparently also because Zoe's he knew that Zoe Saladana doesn't want to play Gamora for very long. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, he had considered killing her in volume two. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think uh, for a while, I think she dies in volume two, and then story changed a little. Yeah, bit. decided not to because honestly, he probably was talking to the Russos and not like, "Hey, we're thinking this." But I do still. There's a couple bits in here where I do get a vibe of him, not on a soapbox, but him being. I can hear James Gunn in dialogue, and just like, "Are you angry that they, yeah, they did some stuff, and you had to like work around this?" 
but also credit to a good writer who's like, okay, I'll make this work. Yes. And tell what I want to do. And I also saw an interview too where he almost didn't want to come back to this. Yeah, almost. Um, I'm sure because of dealings with Disney and I'm pretty and, sure it and was also, the as he actors. Said, he <laughs> had he had he had let it go. He had buried it because he thought because uh, Disney because he let it go. Elsa, you like that? Yeah, that's totally intentional. I meant that. <laughs> um, but that he the reason he really came back. One, I'm sure they offered him a lot of money for sure. <laughs> uh, but the real reason that I think as an artist he came back was he'd always intended to tell Rocket's story and yeah. he didn't want to leave the character hanging. Yeah. Uh, and Bradley Cooper has even stated when he met with him that James Gunn told him this is where this is what Rocket's story is. And Bradley Cooper said, like, he did exactly what he told me 10 years ago. Like, yeah. that this is what Rocket's story was going to be. And uh, as we get into this review, we'll see it. But, like, Rocket has kind of been the actual protagonist of this whole trilogy. And it's also James Gunn. Oh, he yeah. said that in interview, well, yeah. like, Rocket is him. That's who he relates to and he loves the most. Um, but I find that very interesting that it wasn't. That this, this almost wasn't a James Gunn movie. That he could have been like, nope. Especially when he went over and started working with like Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. But you I mean, when you look at his Suicide Squad, you, you can feel, not just the James Gunn, but you can feel some yeah. Guardians. But yeah, he's good. He had he's got stuff he's very good at. And uh, with the, this movie and too. Also, a lot of them are in this movie. Oh, absolutely. But um, I'm surprised. To be honest, I'm surprised John Cena is not in this movie. <laughs> right. Well, he could have been. We just didn't see him. That's also true. But I don't know. We did see Drax, so. Um, so there's going to be spoilers, but not yet. Yeah. And I will say um, if you want to have some snacks with this movie, you can head on over to McDonald's and get the Guardians Happy Meal. Is it really a Guardians Happy Meal? Yeah. I am. Okay. There, yes, we're gonna touch on it because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not surprised because I guess every one of these has every Marvel movie yeah. of late has, has had, yeah. uh, McDonald's Happy Meal thing, a Wakanda box. Yep. <laughs> but, wow. Okay. Because um, yeah, here's what I'll say before we get anything else. Like, this not, is not, not a kids, kids movie. movie. <laughs> so, so yeah, you can, you can go over there and get your kiddos some toys with it. Um, it's got a little. Round up. You can I get. I know these uh, are still though. <laughs> you know what? I say it's not a kids movie, but at the same time, I come from an age where kids, kids movies had dark and fucked up shit in it. Yeah, you can get but, uh, Groot. You can get uh, Drax, Star Lord, Nebula, Rocket, Mantis, Cosmo, um, or um, No Gamora. No Gamora, but you can get Adam Warlock. Well, I guess she's not technically a guardian. So also, I'll post this too. But uh, the Star Lord kind of looks like. The dude from Star Trek, top left. It's like Riker. Is that his name? Yeah, that does look like Riker. Good call. <laughs> no mask in this one. No. Uh, which James Gunn, he also commented on. One explained away story-wise of he didn't have time to grab it. Isn't it in the trailer? No. I'm pretty sure he puts the mask on in the trailer. I haven't seen it. I didn't see a trailer where he put the mask on. Okay. Hold, through the movie, hold that thought. <laughs> I, I did want the mask. Yes. But his his reasoning is like, oh, that does make sense. He didn't have time to grab it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But apparently, the mask gets fucked up in the in volume two. And the, yeah. his, his canon was that it was broke. But the but, Russo brothers overrode that and was like, yeah. well, we want him to have the mask in Infinity War. And it's also in Thor. So this movie had a $250 million budget. 
And you definitely see every dollar of that up on the screen. Absolutely. Uh, and also, this is news for a Marvel movie of late. I think all the I think all of the effects look good. Yeah, I, there wasn't a moment in this movie where I was like, "Oh, that looks terrible." Uh, had a hundred eighteen million dollar opening, which I think is a little bit below volume two, but we live in a different world. Also, Mario is still cleaning up at the box office. Yeah, Chris Pratt able to. Have the number one and number two. He's able to beat himself. We'll talk about that later, too. Um, to date, it's got $220 million domestic and 536 worldwide. And that's in two weeks, uh, which already tops what Ant-Man did. Yep. Uh, like during its entire run. And and I think, generally speaking, even though I've, I've seen some people who were lukewarm on it, never I haven't seen anyone who didn't like it, kind uh, of. The biggest I've criticism reviews. I've heard is that people say it feels too rushed. That the ending feels like it's kind of tacked on a little bit. I saw that in like Jay from RLM said so the ending feels rushed and tacked on. I don't think I, I agree. agree too much. Also that Adam Warlock feels inserted in there. And to a degree, I can see where they get that vibe. Because you could, yeah. arguably, you could take him out and it wouldn't There's change. no reason for Adam Warlock to be in this movie. Other so than- it went all out. Let me tease him in the last one. So I was like, yep. well, I guess I got to do it. But they, they went all out with his introduction to the movie to the point where I'm like, this is awesome. I don't care what he has in the movie because his introduction was so cool. And for me, everything, literally everything in this movie worked. Yeah. Everything. And I've actually seen it a second time now. Yeah. Uh, my I'm, one I'm going criticism, to be seeing it again this weekend. My one criticism I'll give to it is the pacing is a little clunky. Not slow or off. And there's not a, a scene that I would say to cut. There's not a scene where I'm like, oh, you sharpen this up. I would almost add more. It's more of the clinkiness is simply, we have a lot of moving parts and there's a lot of things that he needs to story-wise tell, like yes. for every character to get their arc and for the story of the movie to happen and Rocket's flashbacks, the current story. It, but it still works. But I would say like, yeah, there are chunks that are clunky. I will say uh, for this movie, like, you know, all the characters get their due. They all get their story. That we've come to know and love. Um, Everybody. Even even those that were introduced in the Christmas special. Yeah. Like Cosmo. Well, I guess Cosmo was technically introduced in, in the first one. But Didn't still. Didn't talk. I don't think. Uh, no, no, true. never. It, well, they were locked in those things and they couldn't. Right. Their voices Howard the Duck out. talked. Yeah, yeah. But after he broke out. The only character in this that doesn't really have like a story wrap up, I guess. Didn't really need one. And uh, it was Groot. Groot really didn't have a lot to do in this movie. But the last few movies have had been almost nothing but Groot. So I'm cool with that. He still has good scenes and he has think, a, a good like finale and stuff. I think him. Groot's arc, his story has been literally his body's growth. Yeah. I mean, technically the Groot that we have here is... It's a different Groot. It's the, I guess, the Groot's son. The original Groot's son was the best way to classify him. I mean, he is a twiggling off the original. I mean, if we have to put our own human con- yeah, care yeah. and constructs on yeah. the Groots. But I, I'll say this may be the best and most consistent trilogy in the MCU. I can definitely agree with that. Somewhat because it's disconnected from the MCU in a way. Very disconnected. Uh, but, but at the same time, Guardians is the formula of the MCU. I know Iron Man technically set the actual formula, right? Yeah. But what Marvel wants to do in everything is Guardians, which is... It, to it have kind of drama, ruined the rest of the movies. To have comedic quips and big action. Everything since Guardians, 
this tries to be that. Even DC did it. The their first Suicide Squad. Yes. Literally, you could watch the trailers change before that movie came out because it was like be Guardians. Yep. Should be Guardians. Literally, they fuck, to making, what, like, what did they lights. do? DC fucking got the guy who made Guardians. Like, will you do Suicide Squad? Will again you please for us? make this? Um, we won't even name it a different thing. Just call it the Suicide Squad. He's like, I will, but this time I'm going to say fuck, and I want blood in it. But this Guardians also MCU's first f bomb. Yeah, it's not a spoiler alert. It's been no, widely it's, known yeah, news. Yeah. Also, I love the fact that it's it's not using a dramatic moment. It's not it's not even it's not even a highlight. It's just just fucking there. Yeah, very nonchalantly open the uh, fucking door. But James Gunn and this group of Guardians hits just the right notes for the Swamp Song. Yeah, and if you were feeling let down by Marvel in the last year and a half. I think this will revitalize your feelings. I do also think this movie is a great stopping point if you want to just jump off the Marvel boat. I also feel that. It's it's a weird feeling where it's like, you've made me interested in this world again. Spider-Man was also a good one to do that with. But now but this didn't, one, this it didn't feel true... like we weren't ready to jump off. We're like, yeah. okay, where are we going next? But now we've been, and here's the thing. I don't think anyone's having fatigue. I don't think that's a thing. I think we've just had bad movies. I think you're going to Marvel... get fatigued of seeing terrible movies. Marvel has gotten lazy. Not just Marvel. Every studio. Even if you fucking hate Zack Snyder, but since Zack Snyder, they've gotten lazy as well. Other than James Gunn's Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. And Peacemaker. Which is, again, why they fucking like, will you just do this, please? <laughs> um, And this reminds you of like, this is why you like the MCU. Also, honestly, this is a movie. This is why you go to the movie theater. I would also agree. It is literally that kind of movie. Even if you don't like crazy sci-fi stuff, like this is just, it's it's fun. It's heartfelt. And that's what also has been missing from the MCU. You can Heart. tell James Gunn <laughs> cares about these characters and, and, and this also story. the actors caring about their characters. Even the ones who are done, because some of them are done. Batista and, is also infamously they, being like, yeah, I'm done. They take reverence with these characters and everyone wants to be there. I would say and Zoe Saldana likes that character more than she does anything in her Avatar movies. It was nice to get to see her be a character because, I mean, yeah. she didn't do anything in Avatar. But, oh, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to feel bad for a, an actress who is in three of the top five highest grossing movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the, four. the She's story. In four now. <laughs> well, if this makes it that far. Well, Infinity War and Endgame, she is in both. Uh Infinity War, uh, actually, I think yeah, Infinity War is number five, I think. <laughs> uh, so the story of this, after Rocket is gravely injured by the previously teased Adam Warlock, the Guardians race off on an adventure to fix him while we discover the story of his origin, culminating in a send-off and satisfying arc for all involved. Uh, I feel like this maintains the wild space opera aesthetic of the prior two. It really does. While upping the dramatic ante and uh, paying tribute to the fact that this is a closer. Oh, yeah. Uh, and pushing, I would say modernly anyway, the PG-13 limit, especially for Marvel. Uh, yeah, This is what a good time at the cinema is all about. And what the MCU has not only been missing since Endgame, Anyway, home, heart, passion, and vision. And I don't mean the vision, but we haven't missing him. He's He's been gone since WandaVision. Where is white vision? Uh, and that's the thing, too, is I don't think that James Gunn is an auteur. Even he would say that because he thinks that's pompous but uh we know these last couple of mcu films have had disney or someone else in the editing room 
We know there have been reshoots done weeks before, but with Ant Man, everything. I, I still think Ant Man's was not a great movie, but I think there's a good movie in there that we didn't get to see for sure. Um, Thor: Love and Thunder. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think Taika Waititi wanted to make that fucking movie. <laughs> I, don't, I just think he wanted a paycheck. He's like, fine. I think he pulled a Freddy got fingered on that one. But this, what <laughs> this has is is vision, and I don't, I do not believe. Disney was, I, I I would almost argue that was James Gunn's also stipulation of like, you let me make, if you want me to do this. This certainly felt more like a DC movie than it did a, like a Marvel movie, like with its violence level. He definitely, so let's just get, I, I want to be able to talk about spoilers. So yeah, uh, yeah, we can go ahead and I'm going to say, see this in theaters, buy this on Blu-ray, which it absolutely will be. Uh, I do. I hope I probably won't happen, but I hope the Blu-ray has the Christmas special. I could see them being um, really cheeky and making a Star Lord mask as the, the collection. I buy it. Yeah, that's cool. But it's not about him; it's about Rocket. They could also do like a cool, like a set tape look too. I buy it. Yeah, but I, I hope they put the Christmas special on there just so I can get it off Disney Plus. But also, it doesn't play a big role in this, I guess. But like, the fact that Peter's Mantis's brother gets mentioned. Yeah, and like if you didn't see the Christmas special, you'd be like what? Yeah. Although you can kind of deduce it from volume two. But. Really, the the Christmas special just adds a little bit of extra background that's not necessary, but it adds to the world building. Uh, I will also say, because you and I didn't talk about this off air, I know I didn't like volume two as much when I first saw it. I didn't dislike it. I just didn't. It volume wasn't, two is still my favorite. It wasn't the first one. And when I rewatched it eventually, I was like, oh, I do like this more. Actually, rewatched it again the other day. Here's why I know I now know. I mean, if you really wonder why, you could go find my old Watch Talk Repeat episode <laughs> and hear what I thought at the exact moment. But the first one and this one are adventures. Yes. Volume two, it's literally like an episode. Is we don't go on an adventure. We are on ego. And Groot and Rocket and Yondu escape the Ravagers and go to ego. What makes that that movie for me? I'm, is it's, the soundtrack? It's not. It's not. I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. Oh but yeah, I'm saying yeah. I'm. I missed the adventure and this. The definite delivery on that has an adventure again. I I agree with that. For me, volume two though, I think I liked it so much because it's almost like just one room. So it was lots of character building. But I think now is a complete. It was like the best for me. I think as a complete trilogy, volume two now stands for me even better. Of like, oh, okay. Now you work even better. This this movie adds to that movie, but then they also play off each other. Because we get we get a even though the you know Peter gets the big story there and we you know meet his dad and that was a big deal and also finally like I put a tumor in your mom's head. What? What? Um, (laughs) and also like yeah, you're half god, Peter, which is weird as how little that's come back into play. (laughs) But well, um, uh, it it did explain in that movie that if the planet dies, then he's no longer a god. Um, but Rocket has a lot in that movie that happens for him with him and Yondu where Yondu's like, I know you boy. Yeah. Cause I am you. You're just me. like a professional asshole or something. Yeah. You're me. And you know, rocket goes through and I'm, I'm looking forward to this coming out on Blu-ray to marathon all three volumes. Yeah. One just for fun of like seeing the story, but I think you will also notice like, Oh wow. No, this, it looks like this is Peter's story, but really it's Rocket's story. Also do want to point out, it's cool. I didn't realize every one of these movies opens with a song and dance it number. Sure does. Star Lord dances in the opening of the first one. Groot 
dances in the opening of the second one. Yeah, you had the first movie was um, Come and Get Your Love with the Red Bone. The second one was um, Mr. Uh, Mr. Blue, Blue Sky. Sky by ELO. And now, because we're in the 90s for the volumes, and because this is a rocket story, we get Creep, the acoustic version of Creep from Radiohead. Yep. Not so much dancing, although Mantis is dancing. And again, sets up a character arc for Drax right there, too. He's like, dance, Drax. Like, only idiots dance. And that's what he said in the first movie and the second movie. Drax was he also like, said so he had sensitive nipples, but he's wearing yeah. a lot of shirts now. <laughs> but I get it, Dave. I get it. That's a lot of fucking makeup. Yeah. Um, well, before we get into complete spoilers for it, um, I will say that. Did that look cool? <laughs> <laughs> I, I really liked um, this movie, and I did see it in theaters, and I'm. Going to go see it again. I definitely recommend seeing and buying this one. I even recommend, if it doesn't hurt your eyes, see it in 3D. Yeah, I saw it in uh, Standard, and I'm going to see it in IMAX 3D now. It was a, You don't have to, but it's a fun 3D. It's, it's fun in 3D. I saw that um, the first Guardians was one of the first 3D movies I actually saw. And uh, I I'd saw, uh, I don't know, something before that. But this was the one where I was like, I actually like this 3D thing. Like I don't think I know he doesn't shoot them in 3D, but I feel like James's eye and the way he he frames it up anyway, like it works well. It was also a notice. He has improved as a filmmaker every time. Absolutely, he's Uh, learning. I mean, even you know, from Volume Two to the Suicide Squad, really honing his and from Suicide Squad to Peacemaker, um, as a writer, really honing his craft. And because this movie does a really good job of. Not being too funny. Yeah. I don't just mean because it's dark and deals with some stuff. It lets dramatic moments be ride. dramatic moments. It lets them ride. Don't be wrong. He will. Un- he he can bring humor in to undercut something, and he can tra- transition very well. But we don't have a Thor Ragnarok moment where Asgard explodes and Korg's like, "Hmm, well, that sucks." I'm like, funny. Things. I'm a rock. Things happen, and they get to they get to happen. Yeah. But yeah, let's go, go ahead and jump into these spoilers. So, yeah, opening the movie up with Creep. It was a great choice. And the acoustic version, too. Because, you know, obviously, Creep says fuck in the original song. You don't want to hear a weird censored version, but the acoustic version doesn't say it. That's very true. And actually, right at the moment it should say fuck, he goes into a hallway. He sure does. Oh, I wonder if that was in preparation, like, in case we can't get this version. Yeah. And I forget the other one, like, I can cover. Yeah. The the edit. Yeah, because the acoustic version he says so very special. But also goes to show uh you didn't have you didn't have to say fuck. It would have been funny if that's where the the F bomb of the movie was. (laughs) I knew I knew going in that an F bomb existed. I was thinking like, where are you gonna use it? And I'll admit, and this is how good the movie was. I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. Five minutes into the movie. I also wasn't thinking about the trailer. that happens to me a lot in movies where even if they're good. Yeah. I'll be like, well, I haven't seen this thing from the trailer yet, so I know that they're okay, or we're gonna go here. And I, you know I what? was involved in the story to the point of like, I, I was just there. I wasn't thinking. I brought, I actually brought this up off air with some friends. I went and rewatched the trailer after I watched the movie, and they don't do any bullshit where they're like, oh, we're gonna put a character in here or take a character out here, like they have with other movies in the past. So they're like, oh wow. And actually, even though they okay. do use some bits. Towards the end of the movie in the trailer, a lot of what you think is the ending in the trailer is actually in the first five minutes. Yep, it sure is. Because uh, this movie also just starts right off. Yeah, with um, we get we kind of get a 
we get a, a a catch up with all of our characters in a way while Creep plays. Yeah, and then Adam Warlock just fucking yeah. Which um, his intro was playing "Crazy on You" by Heart, which is possibly the best intro of all of MCU. Just going really hard into that character for no reason. Like he just playing that song and just it's the stupidest shot too. He's just it's floating too, in space. It's, there's nothing. Um, synthy or sci-fi about that song? No, not at all. But it works. Setting so it to well. a gold man flying through space is like this feels sci-fi. Like it feels yeah sci-fi. He D- like exploding through. If the he wall wasn't a writer and director, James Gunn should just be a music supervisor. For his, sure. his ability to be like yeah, and I've I've heard he plays the songs on set. Like he already knows. Oh yeah, this, yeah. This is the song. That's how he writes here. his scripts. He even tells the actors like you're going to be in slow mo during this part. Which they're, they're all of them like it helps. Yeah, it helps to know exactly. Uh, but the actor who plays Adam Warlock, Will Poulter, which you know what is not who I would. Is it not? I, I like him, and I, I've seen more in the comedies and like goofy yeah. stuff because he has an interesting face. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't have like pictured or picked him for this, but fuck it. Even though he <laughs> does, eventually he really is kind of playing a dumb baby, <laughs> but a scary dumb baby. Yeah, and his introduction here is like, shit, this dude. This dude could fuck you all up. Yeah, he can literally destroy this entire head. I mean, he fucks Nebula up. Yeah, almost instantly. Like, breaks her neck, right? In the first few seconds? Uh, breaks her jaw. That's what it was. Sends her through a building that does, like, just dislocate all of her. Which also Nebula. I know we're in the like, spoilers. Yeah. So I just mentioned on the Nebula front, because, you know, she can reassemble herself, whatever. It's disgusting. <laughs> the hallway fight, which we'll talk, we'll get to. Yeah, we'll get to that. Her bit in the hallway fight, though. Pretty cool. Is maybe one of my favorite. Is maybe my favorite part where she just gets her fucking head, seemingly knocked the fuck off, and the camera rotating around her and like her putting her <laughs> body back together while also still kicking ass is like that's gross and cool. And that hallway fight is also the moment where it's like this is really not like for little kids. <laughs> yeah, which I don't. I guess they shouldn't. Like they probably wouldn't be seeing this anyway, right? Yes, you'd probably be ten or twelve. Because, I mean, this this is 10 years. It's been 10 um, years since I will say one. a couple of theaters I went into, um, they have notes, like, on the doors, like, hey, this movie is actually has really extreme themes. Be mindful of your kids. <clears throat> it was on that and another movie. This is another note that Disney needs to take with Marvel, though, in regards of, I'm not saying things need to be rated R. Or oh, no. Although, I mean, there are characters Marvel has. It. Like, Blade, if you ever make it, I would say it should be rated R. Yep. But... Not everything needs to be the same. You need to accept, like, hey. Yeah, branch out. Even if it's certain characters. Because, like, I bet there are kids who can watch the first Guardians and like it and love Groot. Absolutely. And love Rocket and everything. I mean, the baby Groot thing literally started this whole baby thing. <laughs> but some of them may not be ready for this. Oh, there's some adults. Because, they, I mean, they, you don't see animal torture, but it's implied enough. And some people. There's, there's some stuff you do see where it's like. I mean, if you if you want to hate a villain instantly, this they, yeah. they nailed it with this guy, which we'll, we'll get to. It's good villain too, but yeah. So Adam Warlock, yeah, awesome, coming awesome crazy music. on you, and um, you know, you get Rocket. You see, like you really get to see him with his sh- <laughs> get his shirt off, and you get to really take a good look at how fucked up his body is. I don't feel like it's just like a reminder because Volume One, we we get a good look at him and. It's almost like he's James is telling us like just remember, remember yeah. this is what he looks like. And like he's ashamed of it, and you don't know what he's been through. But like I'm about to show you, 
and and uh, show us they do. So they they introduce us to the first of the few flashbacks when they are like, "Hey, we got to use this machine that heals people instantly." And that again, as a writer, that's a good setup because they put it on a rocket, but Mantis uses hers first, and it and heals we see her. It, like literally, take her arm, which straight up just got snapped. Oh yeah, it's just broken. Yeah, and just fixes it. So it's like, I know it sounds basic and simple. But some movies wouldn't do that. And like he knows, like, I'm gonna show you exactly what this thing does. Yeah. So you know when they turn on Rocket what it should do. But then we find out Rocket's got a kill switch. Yeah, that no one and knew about. Thusly, that's that's our take after the whole adventure. It's like, gotta go find the code to turn off this kill switch so we can heal our, so our can, buddy. Yeah. That's it. And uh oh yeah, I again, guess... as a writer, good that you really the story is very simple. We see that that's um, all it is. We also see that Quill is drunk at the very beginning. Which is why he is so out of it to literally carry him back to his bedroom because he's so sad about Gamora that he's just drinking constantly. Which is why I think putting the Christmas special on the Blu-ray will be would be a good idea yeah. too because it's it gives you a little bit more time with Quill of seeing like why he's, he's so really sad. fucked up about. And uh, so that adds to they the do, they do mention I mean Nebula they have a little yeah. conversation where Nebula's like he's not dead yeah because I guess Craglin didn't know that Gamora wasn't dead yeah yeah. Uh, and she's like, she just doesn't remember anything, which is also kind of not true. She's like, no, so she remember. Yeah. She's not that Gamora. Yeah. So that's where a big, the big adventure pops up is like, oh, he's like, is thrown out of bed by this explosion. And he's like, oh my God, I could have protected him <laughs> and I didn't. And his guilt doesn't really come back in the movie, but I mean, you see, I guess in regards of that he is. I think it does. He, he continually says that Rocket's his best friend. That he means it. And he does mean it. And although Drax is like second best friend. Yeah. Uh, again, everyone here is, I love them. Uh, but, uh, and, and Nebula is the most important. She really is. Not only because it shows her growth and arc in all three of these, which is because she was a villain. It's crazy that how well liked she really is and how much growth she's had. Uh, she's had the best character development out of any Marvel character. But it, it is the thing that ties, one of the things that ties in the most to the bigger MCU in regards of Endgame and Infinity War. She would really care about Rocket because for five years, it was just the two of them. They're very similar. On Earth. I mean, it doesn't matter where they were, but like it was just the well, two of no. them during the blip. Yeah, yeah. Because everyone else was gone. So she spent all that time with Rocket. Like, I mean, she says, like, you know, he upgraded my arm. So, again, for people who maybe didn't watch the other ones, which I don't. I can't imagine anyone watching Volume 3 hasn't seen yeah. Endgame. But maybe. But if you have, like, oh, yeah, like they spent all that time to get, like. Hey. He he got Bucky's arm in the Guardian special. Do you think he used that? I did actually. I wondered if that's what he used to like upgrade her arm. Because I mean, it was Bucky's arm, and it's made and with I, the vibranium. When so. we get over to Captain America: New World Order, I wonder if there'll be a. It'd be funny addressing like yeah missing his arm. But yeah, uh, so you know you get everyone's freaking out. They're like Rocket's fucking dying, dude. Also, Cosmo is a good dog. Yeah, the Cosmo the. Uh, Based on a real dog, like comic book character. Somebody online interviewing James Gunn was like, because in the comics, Cosmo's a boy. Wasn't the real dog a girl or something? Real dog is a girl. Yeah. But they're asking, well, why'd you change the sex of Cosmo to a girl? It's like, well, I wanted Cosmo in the comics is also based off the real dog that the Russians sent to space and died up there. Yeah. And he's like, and I also wanted to pay tribute to the real dog. Not you pulling know? a Balto to call <laughs> and, back to earlier. He asked him. Again, it's like, but why would you change it? He's like, 
Did, why did, James like, why does it bother you so much? Yeah, it's a dog. And as I was reading, he's like, why do yeah, why do you care? It's a dog wearing and James a James even pointed suit. out, he's like, I've changed a bunch of other stuff too. The high evolutionary is an alien. In the comics, he's from Earth. He is a human. Yeah. Uh I think Drax also like a lot of he's changed a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like, why are you fixated on a dogs? This? Yeah. And of course the article's reading is like, he's gonna do this to DC too. He's gonna change a bunch. He's gonna make he's gonna make him make him women. It's like Okay. Okay. It's a dog. <laughs> also, yeah, it's a dog. And, and the dog is in the movie for maybe five minutes. But also adore. And I, to be honest, fell in love with Cosmo. Yeah. Um, you know, you even get like Craglin trying to live up to Yondu because of how much he really respected Yondu. I mean, he was he was the last of the original crew. All the other ones got killed in the second movie. By, was, on, by Yondu. <laughs> no, not by Yondu. But the people that overtook him, he threw all of Craglin's friends that wanted to stay with oh, Yondu right. out, out the face. window. Yeah. Taser face. So he was literally the last of all Taser of them. Taser face. <laughs> <laughs> also good rocket bit. Really, Yondu was holding together everything. So Craglin and Star-Lord are the last <laughs> of that entire thing. Which does come up when uh, eventually Gamora does... Team like, up with them, and she's a Ravager now. She, yeah, and, she's uh, with, and Stallone comes back once again. She's with the original, actually, technically the original Guardians from the comics. Yeah, yeah. That team is who were the Guardians. Um, and she is a different Gamora, and it's made very clear. I mean, even her hair looks different. I think it's actually my favorite Gamora, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and her, they have other back and forth, but like Peter calls her out. I was like, you're not a Ravager. I'm a Ravager. <laughs> this was your family. And I mean, not even comedically. He's like, this was your family. Um, but that's part, part of that story too of, of him. Like accepting. go. Yeah. And we was like, it's not her. Like, your Gamora died. But he needed that closure. He needed to hear her say that. But I also think it was important for that Gamora to hear that too and realize part of her journey. Yeah. And again, we're in spoilers for the matter. I'm yeah. glad that they don't get back together. Yeah, me too. Because uh, it would have felt cheap. I'm also glad I mean, they didn't get together with Pirate Nebula. James Gunn did it. I probably like, oh, okay, that's fine. And there's a good bit where, you know, Nebula is like, oh, is there something between her and, you know, Quill? But while yeah, there so might be like a small crush or something. What you saw in the trailer yeah, good. is what it is in the movie. It doesn't go any further than that. It's You don't need that. It is that they're a family and they do love each other. And you get that numerous times in the movie of they love each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, although my favorite Peter Gamora bit is when we're stealing some the info from the space anus. Yeah, it's literally like a like a, a which grown is, planet, which is cool and gross. And even that, I was like, kind of honestly, kind of surprised that this is in here because like, yep. this is very gross. It, it was very surprising. Uh, but the elevator bit, Peter's talking to a chick that they've taken hostage, who's actually Ratcatcher from Suicide yes. Squad. And really just kind of recapping his stories, like, you know, fell in love with this girl, and then this girl's dad threw off her mountain, and she died to get a magic rock, and like, but everyone else came back, and she came back a, a dick. I'm doing a huge disservice, it doesn't matter. The point is, it's very <laughs> funny, and that was a moment where I was like, is that something that James Gunn didn't want to happen that way? Yeah, like, it really, it really felt that way, because it's, it's. It's it's really funny and, bit and also it's it true. Fun, it's genuinely <laughs> funny. And then Nebula makes it even funnier where she's like, Well, we left out some things, but that is the gist of it. Yeah, it's like that's it's good. And honestly, I was like, Yeah, no, that is the gist of it. I have seen all of it, I'm like, that's what happened. And so I'm not an infinity stone expert. Like, yeah. Or a scientist. Yeah, a scientist. I and I love the actual references to 
not just to past stuff, but to Infinity War and Endgame of like, no matter what you all look, no matter what the MCU does, like, you're, I don't think you're ever going to hit that no, moment again. Never. Same way that the, you know, Avengers Two: Age of Ultron. No matter how good it could have been or was, mm-hmm. it wasn't going to be the first one because it wasn't the first time we saw this happen. Right. So Endgame is this is what whether you're Martin Scorsese or not, it was a cinematic moment in history. Yeah. yeah. Nothing like that had ever happened. At, in the movies. And still like Infinity War more. There's a cultural event of just like 10 years of storytelling and a bunch of different characters like we're finishing it all right here. And I feel like the shows have touched on a little bit, but I feel like a lot of stuff is just like, yeah, okay, we're moving. Yeah, yeah. Moving we're, on. We're, we're done. We're done. No, 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 no. Your world will be forever. The world of the story you're telling should be forever changed by what that dude did. Don't ever stop talking about it. Exactly. And so even like just hearing Thanos' name, fuck, that was honestly one of my favorite parts in Black Panther is when uh, Nakia mentioned Thanos. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That happened. That happened. <laughs> like with this movie and the way they treated like the past events. I mean, even bringing up like ego, like Quill going through like, hey, you know, I've lost literally everyone I care about. I don't want to lose Rocket too. So sending him on his journey to save his best friend was really cool. By also showing like, you know, this dude's really been through a lot. <laughs> like everyone that he's ever loved has died. And it's also been kind of his fault, not on purpose. That was actually my favorite bit of the elevator <laughs> bit was him also saying, and I kind of lost my temper. Yeah. Maybe caused half the universe to die. I was like, yeah, that's, that was the bit where I think James Gunn was like, like everyone's like, glad you make Star Wars dumb right. and do this thing. Even though I defend, like I guess like he was emotional. Yeah. He hit him. Yes. Well, this character also has a lot of guilt and like, um, you know, Obviously, he didn't kill his mom, but yet he kind of did. He kind of did because the moment she got pregnant, he goes like, "Hey, here's another one for me. I'm not gonna come back here because I actually really like her. So maybe the kid will so turn out right." So you. it's like, it's kind of his fault for existing that his mom died, and uh, like just with all the things that's happened throughout all this time, like, yeah, he's he's had a lot of loss and stuff, and a lot of it has just been attached to his actions. Say so killing half the planet's pretty bad, or half the universe is pretty, pretty bad on you. Technically, didn't have to deal with that because he was also gone for the whole time. True, <laughs> but you know when you come back and you're like, oh yeah, everyone's like, you did this. And then you have to you get forced to if hang you, out with Thor. If you hadn't hit him, <laughs> they would have got that off. Yeah. So let's talk about Lila, Teeths, and Floor, Rocket's friends when he's a baby Rocket. Yeah, those are also seen and fucked up bald baby Rocket. They are pretty. They and tough. even in Rocket are cute, and again, the visual effects are just like. On my rewatch, even I was like, "Damn!" Yeah, I mean, I don't totally believe it's a real raccoon there. Like, I know it's right. CG, but like, dent, like dental, like for like everything's like, "Yep, that's good." Like, I, yeah, I was looking at his nose. Like, you had the little divots on his yeah. on his nose. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but he, but even Lila Teeps and Floor are also kind of horrific. Yeah, they're like the teeth's eyes will never close. They're permanently open. Floor is, she's the bunny with, I guess, robot spider legs and like no a, mouth. Yeah, like a. Lila's probably the least fucked up. And she just has no arms or legs. <laughs> um, and no tail, I believe. I didn't notice. Yeah. But they are also cute and adorable. And I guess it's harrowing because you know, like as an audience member, you know, it's like, these well, char- I know that they die because. These characters are not coming it's, back. It's Rogue One. Yeah. Like, you're not you're not around, so like I know you die here. Except for one little detail. 
in the first movie when it shows all of them at their police lineup. It says that Rocket has a uh, another known accomplice named Lila. I uh, did see. Also, I noticed that his number in this movie eight nine P one three is it's his the, lineup. That yep. is, is the name that shows up. So like, that's a cool fucking touch. Makes me wonder with the Lila thing. In the comics, she is. I mean, she's a lot. Yeah. Makes me wonder though if like maybe there was a bigger plan for her if the end game stuff didn't happen. Maybe. Like we'll never know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, and then and also, at the same time, like, it might have just been a throwaway Easter egg because he's like, oh, I might never make another one. Same way, I mean, technically, <laughs> Gamora's lineup there says she's the only survivor from her planet, and then in Endgame, it's like, well, no, half of them survived. True. Well, that means they might have all, like, all died. It's also true. It's <laughs> also like you know whatever. Yeah, minor things. But characters are you know our time there with them is fun. We we get to see Rocket grow and see that he it's not just what's been done to him. He actually is smart, and that's actually. Again, the driving force of the plot of this movie, the villain, the high evolutionary, uh, at one point is showing Rocket something. and oh, Also, you know what? This is one of those horrific scenes that kind of got to me because it was a little box turtle, <laughs> and that's a pet that I have. Oh, the transformation? Yeah, it's like, I don't, I don't want to see what's about to happen to this turtle. <laughs> and the transformation is also grotesque. <laughs> I mean, it appealed to me because I like body horror, and it's, this movie's got some body horror. But yeah, it keeps failing because they're they are aggressive. Like he can't get the rage out of them. Yeah, they're and high evolutionary. He's trying to make, quote unquote, in his mind. Yeah, he wants to make the, the perfect. perfect world. Yep. improve everything, which is also kind of from the comics. But uh, I mean, Rocket very much similar to Thanos in that way. Solves the problem, and high evolutionary is amazed because like, how did what? And they do it, and it works. He's like, how did you know that? And he almost has like an anxious breakdown when he finds out that Rocket did that, like that he just knew. And I've seen people complain that he's a good villain until the last third of the movie where he just turns into a yelly, screamy villain, which he does. But it's like, no, I think it's still good. Like The, the dude's legit. The dude has insane. a god complex and like, and his motivations are clear. Yeah. To a degree. I don't, not agreeable, but understandable. Like I understand why you're doing it. Yeah. It's nice and, to not have a tragic backstory villain, just have a bad guy. And also... When he starts giving his kind of monologue to Peter towards the end, uh, this is another bit I really liked. Peter basically cuts him off. He's like, I don't want to hear another impotent megalomaniac whose mother didn't love him enough rationalizing why he wants to take over the world. Yeah. The evolutionary is like, I'm not trying to take over the world. I'm trying to build a perfect one or improve it. And so like Thanos, good villain in regards of, oh, you're, he, because generally he's not, he doesn't care to take over the world. Yeah. He has another line later towards the end too where, Someone says something about God, and he's he does yell, and he's like, "There is no God. Yep. That's why I stepped in." So, yeah, yep. All right, you as a villain are totally I got gotcha. you. Um, but he wants Rocket back. Yeah, because he he wants Rocket brain. is able his brain. He's he doesn't know how he was able to basically improvise and figure things out on his own. Right. And towards the end of Rocket's flashbacks, we see him build his first thing, and he literally is just like you just understood just like little parts, and just like. Yeah, and the, and the other thing like, is the what movie. Is that? It's like it's a key. The best thing is the movie doesn't feel the need to be like, oh, this is what made Rocket special. He just is. And you also get the vibe, which I, mean, I think we've hinted at before in other movies too. Is like he might be the smart. Like you see him in two forms. Yeah, normal headed form, and then like purple RoboCop head form. He really does look like RoboCop. Which I mean, he does. Like I don't. I mean, I think it was intentional. I, yeah, I mean, it gets called out. 
Yeah. Peter calls, and I love that Peter calls him out because also it's like, well, you left in the eighties. That again, that'd be a point of reference that you would know. Yeah. Um, and the ending fight has a bit where part of the face skin that should be attached to something <laughs> is hanging off. And I thought it's just oh, a little mistake. I thought it was a mistake in the movie. And then uh, Gamora, this is the whole team's going to beat him up. We'll touch. I thought it was Nebula side. that peeled his face off. No, it's Gamora. Okay. Um, she peels it off and Drax gives a great line. His face came off. <laughs> and then it's, and it's rockets like it's a mask. Possibly the most shocking thing. It was back to our final kind of flashback with Rocket where he basically found out yep. that well, he, evolutionary was going to kill them all. Yeah, well, yeah. They were just there as a step to create and so, his perfect life. Or and his, also, obviously, the high evolutionary is also very smart, so he knew Rocket was going to And I kind of love that, escape. too. I love that he, like, he didn't underestimate Rocket. He's like, nope. Yep. I figured you, I thought you might do this. So in their showdown, he But also, you see how, friends. not petty, but like above everything he is, where... He tells Rocket to get back in his cage. Yeah, yeah. And when he doesn't, he calls somebody. He's like, he won't get back in his cage. You need someone to come down here. He could just do it. Yeah. But he, he's like, I'm not going to lure myself to yeah, that. He won't lower himself, right? And I was like, oh, that's that's a really cool like little touch. Yeah. And then Rocket, one Lila's already dead. Yeah, he gets she gets shot almost immediately. And Rocket loses his shit and attacks him. And I didn't think it was overly violent. The attack on my rewatch, I was like. Since I know the af- aftermath, I was like, "Oh no, it act- this yeah. is actually pretty violent." Because there's a there's a subtle thing that I didn't really think about, but you know, you see him scratching his face. It's like, sure, and you don't, and then you don't ever see the Hayabusa's face again. But you also don't see what happens next. Is this tinier rocket? Because he's still a kid, picks up this massive gun that shoots a bunch of people. No recoil. And then that, you think it to the other movies, these huge guns that he's holding. It's like. How strong I mean, is, the, is like, Oh, he got like, one. Also, is like, he got really good with our his brain. Is yeah, like Captain America, where I always wonder. Like, I get that you're super strong and shit, man. But like, how do you learn that yeah. shield stuff? Yeah, because it didn't seem like you trained. It seemed like you just fucking figured it out. And like Iron Man, super smart. I feel like Rocket is all of that. Right. So yeah, you get him like picking up these like really huge and heavy equipment. And it's like, oh my god, how strong is this? So and that's where you know you only take that into account. Do you see the end? It's like, oh, of course, his face would have been like concaved. <laughs> Flooring teeth are dead, and so Rocket leaves. Yep. And, and again, this is this is good writing, good storytelling, because I didn't even think about it or consider it. And then we're at the end, and they peel the face off. I even I was like, "What the what the fuck? You, his face came off." Yeah. Uh, and then they show you know Rocket's like it's a mask. I guess because he I, presumably he kind of knew. Yep. And then you see Evolutionary's face, and like, this is. It was more this shocking. Was worse than Two Face from The Dark Knight. Yeah, it was more shocking than Harvey Dent. <laughs> Which The Dark Knight, not a kids movie. <clears throat> not at PG-13, all. PG 13, but not a kids movie. This was, <laughs> if, if this was Robocop, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. It's what Red Skull should have looked like. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> and on my rewatch, I was looking at it and like, you, you'd even think that he just, he wouldn't linger on it too much, but like, no, he does. No, yeah, the second time we go back, like, James just lets him talk. To the point where you're like, oh. Like, you're just like, man, pieces of your fucking face. It's not just <laughs> gone, like, it's gross and it's awesome and i really wondered if like i guess as long as the rating board gave them pg-13 maybe they wouldn't care but i wondered like did disney say anything <clears throat> or they're just like right um hey not show that <laughs> maybe that's what they said they said his face came up and they're like hey that's a good line for drags <laughs> uh but even that fight was great too because it's rock and evolutionary having this and actually when rocket gets saved obviously, yeah yeah he's gonna get uh, saved. and then high evolutionary captures nebula and drax and mantis 
and Rocket hears his voice over the intercom, you see on Rocket's reaction, it's I mean it's it's trauma. It's, it's a trauma. It's a straight up PTSD trauma happen. But when they when he faces him, he's very calm. Um, evolutionary's losing his shit, throwing him around. Rocket turns on some grav boots, which again actually yeah. literally foreshadowed in at the, the very first five movie. minutes, and it's <laughs> super subtle. And when, but when he did it, I was like, oh yeah, you, you said you're testing to see if those boots would work on slopes. Yep. Um, and this was the other great part too for me is this is right after he freed a bunch of other animals, but specifically raccoons. And you you learn now, because in all the movies he's constantly saying, I'm not a raccoon. Yeah. Because he doesn't uh, know what that is. My favorite is the volume two bit where Peter calls him that. And he's he like, I'm not a raccoon. He's like, fine, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Trash panda. And Rocket doesn't know. He's being like, is that, is is that it better? Yeah, right. <laughs> um. I think and he gets he called a rabbit sign constantly. Next to the raccoons and sees that he is a raccoon. Yep. And that's where I learned, like, oh, you literally did not know what a raccoon was and did not think that you were a raccoon. You wasn't wasn't it wasn't hubris or anything else. You didn't think that that's what you were. And so when he comes back down and he shoots High Evolutionary and he says the name's Rocket, Rocket Raccoon. I was like, that's maybe the coolest name yeah, title yeah. drop MCU's done. And uh like um, and then the rest of the team shows up, and everyone gets a fucking hit on all of them. Right. Uh, and I want to, I do want to touch on Mantis as well. Oh yeah, everyone does get their bit, but like Mantis gets a lot. I really love Mantis, so I'm happy about that. And I wonder, because I'm sure Volume Three was written before he did the Christmas special. It, yeah, I th- it was like. In but the I middle. wonder if more Mantis and Drax. Were, I want to know, like, how did you learn that like they were such a good pairing? Because they are good. Uh, it's because of comedic pairing. Well, Infinity War really had them paired together a lot. Guess, oh, yeah, I guess. Because they're like having fun in the background, like jumping up and down in low gravity. So that's what I was going to note. Like, in, infin- in Infinity War. Uh, yeah. Specifically when we're going to Ogocorp, the space butthole, and uh, the Eminem colored spacesuits flying yeah, yeah. through, and we get the, in the meantime, I, I gotta say, look, the music in all of these yeah. movies has been good. But since I'm a kid of the 90s, in the meantime, this was the Space music. Hog was really cool. This music spoke to me more than any of them. It's like, oh, now you're hitting this is, this is what I grew up with. And also used the other trailer song, Since You've Begun, just before by Rainbow. But them flying down there, and even once they get down to the fleshy surface. Yeah, it's really gross. If you watch Just Mantis, the whole time she's always just like spinning around. Yeah, yeah having fun. And like, even once they touch down, and it's in the background kind of like, Oh, and it makes sense. Like, yeah, Mantis would do that. And she she speaks some real truth about, you know, some of them are angry at Drax about, well, him just kind of right. doing whatever he wants. But it's like, he's the only one of you that doesn't hate himself. He's the only one that's happy. And she's like, because he's dumb. And he's like, I don't know how I feel about this defense. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, Mantis didn't just like doesn't forget. Yep. But well, uh, I actually rewatched a bit of Infinity War, and Mantis does a lot of the background stuff like that because there's a scene, well, when they're introduced in that movie, where he's like, "All right, guys, put your mean faces on," and it's just like a kind of a lingering shot, and you just see Mantis like, like furrow her brow and like pick her teeth out, and she's like, she's always done background stuff like that. It's nice to see her be like carefree, I guess is the best word. Um, and she gets a lot of comedy in this. She's kind of more comical than Drax was. And the whole, the spacesuit bit, and this is where Peter really kind of lays his heart out to Gamora. And, and Gamora's not, I, I want to give it credit. She's not just like, a, she doesn't do what you think where she's just a bitch and ignores it. Like, right. She acknowledges it and she's like, that's, 
it's not me. Um, and then Mantis interrupts and tells Peter's like, you know, we can all hear this, right? Because he right. pressed the blue button. Her suit's blue. I also am thinking like, yeah. It's just, it's a, it's a, a good then, comic. That's a great co- comic bit of like, no, no, red is for green and yellow is for red and blue. Like, George Peter's like, how, how would yeah. I know that? But then also Drax like understands it, which is also just like another subtle thing. It's like Drax isn't stupid. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's amazing that everyone, even considering that this team has gotten bigger. Right. Since the first movie, everyone gets not just a bit to shine, but the, they, they get an arc. They get yeah. an arc in this movie and they get an arc. I mean, literally even Craglin has like a moment where he sees Yondu like in his mind trying to get his arrow to work. And that, that was, that was heartwarming for me. Yeah, it like, really hit it. It really hit hard. It, honestly, even down to a little bit with Cosmo when she's asking Craglin, like, please yeah, take back that you called me a bad dog. Yeah, because she call or he calls her a bad dog. And there's dog a poker the game beginning. going on. They're all like, but you just tell her she's a good dog because this is going yeah. crazy. And that Howard the Duck was there and he speaks and like, Seth it Green. doesn't fucking matter. But the fact that like you, he's been in the other two, like five, but you're also still here. Like oh, James well, is making sure like everything that I've done, like here, it's all, every, the, they're all here. The trauma dude was there too. Yep. Boyd Kaufman, which also makes me wonder if a lot of the people that are on nowhere are the prisoners from the first movie. Maybe. Well, Nathan Fillion he, is in this and he was a prisoner. And so in was the Lloyd, first movie, but he now is, just himself. Yeah. Um, and he was, he, I mean, I love Nathan Fillion anyway, but he was really, he was great in his little yep. small part. I like, it's cracked me up. What was his part again? You and, have to remind me. Uh, he one. was one of the Ogle Corp guard. He yeah. Was the okay. Head of yeah. The yeah. Okay. Now guards. I was like, and that also led to what I see is like, this is a really good callback to the first movie. Yeah. Cause in Ogle Corp, they kind of end up getting stuck in a room and they're being shot at. I'm like, this is just like when you escape the prison and Peter, Basically does what he learned from Rocket. Yeah. And switches the gravity and makes them all fly away. And I was like, no, it's just a fun callback, but that's something you saw Rocket do. And it also... And that's why you know how to do it. It also played some music there too, didn't it? Yes, but I don't remember what the song was. Okay. Can't I mean, you know, this, this is a James Gunn movie. There's a song playing for everything. True. On that note, let's talk about the better, in my opinion, now use of No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this hallway fight. It's it is wild that that song plays Two in this Chris movie. Movies. <laughs> Considering one it, shot, and they're both it's both times it's used for a one shot. Yeah, even though it, one's an animated one, but but it's still it's like it's wild. This is my favorite. This is my favorite soundtrack. Yeah, it's pretty three. good. And again, it's not disparaging volumes one or two. It's just still volume two is probably my favorite still, but this one is a very strong contender. Uh, so the hallway. Yeah, the hallway fight. Uh, on that, so the, the High Evolutionary's minions are called the Hellspawn, which are literal body horror cyborg animals. Yeah. Uh, to where even the first time I saw them, I was like, damn, that looks cool. And I was like, wait a minute. This is a, yeah. this is a PG-13 uh, Marvel movie. What one, the fuck is this? The One of them named Warpig, which doesn't die here, but one of those creatures, which is played by the most random person. Judy Greer. And <laughs> once I rewatched it, I was like, I can tell it's her now. Very and strange. It's weird that... I think she's friends with James Gunn, but it's weird that she didn't get to be in Ant-Man 3, yeah. which she is, if you don't know, she's Scott's ex-wife, and she's in the first two, but she gets to be in this MCU movie. Yeah. <laughs> also, another MCU alumni is in this, Linda Cardellini, who's Hawkeye's wife, Yes, is um, Lila, the voice of Lila, but that's, that makes, I guess makes sense, whatever. Yeah. And she, I think she is also friends with James. 
basically, it seems like being friends with James Gunn is just fucking fun. Yeah. And also, quietly, do you get lots of parts in movies all the time? Michael, I guarantee you, Michael Rooker is going to be somebody in the the new DC universe. I mean, he was in Suicide, he's in Suicide Squad. Yeah, he he died immediately. <laughs> um, Warpig's death. I mean, Adam Warlock kills. Warpig. Yeah, pretty much. I'd like to say like Adam Warlock has no real place in the movie, but every time he shows up, he just fucks up a bunch of stuff. Then he goes away. But I also like that it brought the Sovereign back in, and it made it that the Sovereign were created by the High Evolutionary. That was nice. Like, oh, that's cool. And also, they're terrified of him because they're like, "Hey, they're gonna kill. He could kill us at any moment." In this hallway fight, it, yeah, I know part of it's like digital. It, I mean, it, yeah, I mean there, there's here, there's a wonder, and like any wonder, there are hidden cuts that he's able to do, right? And with the digital aspect, you're able to hide it easier. But it's very impressive, and yeah, every and every it, single it was, character does something. It was actually the last shooting day for oh, all the onset guardians. That's cool. Um, and yeah, everyone gets to do something, and you get. Some of the gnarliest death here, like one Groot. Yeah, Groot just impale, immediately starts. Not only impale someone <laughs> in the mouth, because he's impaled people before. Yeah. Like, or whatever. But then after he's impaled them in the mouth, then branches come out of that. Like I say, new Groot's got a lot of tricks, actually. He's he really like, does. had guns inside of his big body and has... He has wings. Yeah, he's... He's pretty Groot, versatile now. This Groot's cool. And, uh, so um, you, you know... And then, as I mentioned, Nebula gets... Gets cracked and then just keeps going. Yeah. Her neck literally, like, you see, like, bone and metal, like, kind of, like, even poking out of, like, her skin. And then it, like, like winds back up and cracks back together. She's slaughtering people. Drax and his knives comes back out. I was really he happy for that. He to a wall by his <laughs> leg. <laughs> and, uh, of course, Rocket's shooting a bunch of people. Uh, With Quill. They're, like, on each other's backs. And you get Gamora... At the end, stabbing one of the Hellspawn, but then also gutting him and then spinning. Yeah. And it's not red blood, but there's a lot of blood in the scene. And again, I, I know what it was like, you will get away with this because it's the robots. Monsters and the robots. <laughs> but it's still like, I I was still like, this is impressively like, this is, this is a lot. This is a lot. This is pretty. I mean, I would probably take my kid to see that part, but the, the, the harder part of this movie is. The implied and a little bit you see of yeah. animal violence. But I don't, again, I don't think he overdoes that. I guess also like talking about just like that kind of stuff. Shout out to Chris Pratt on this one though. Like the scene where like Rocket is dying. Which and, is in and, the trailer. Yeah. And, the bit that you're talking yeah. about from Chris Pratt's yell. The, and where he's like literally like screaming and like spits flying out of his mouth and stuff. And it's like, this is intense. Like, this is really good. <laughs> If if you have a hate for Chris Pratt, you won't you won't I mean you won't have it here. Yeah, you won't. Because yeah, it's like, honestly you compare his funny acting to other movies. It's like wow, he really just seems like he doesn't care. Where this one's like, this is a dude screaming at a CGI animal with again, a woman who's green. Like, <laughs> you go, you watch Jurassic World Dominion. It's like he you doesn't see an actor doing what he had doing, getting his paycheck. This like, he loves yeah. They all love these characters. And there's there's little things that they're doing. It's like, oh, it feels like a real person. Which I know, like, is your job. You're an actor. But, like, yeah. It, uh, it really did take me out of the movie just for a moment where I was like, or it took me back just where it's like, am I, I'm actually getting emotional over the CGI raccoon. <laughs> uh, yeah, to wait, you know, in the first one, when Groot's sacrificing himself. Oh, that's like, sad. 
do I, do I care about this tree person who can only say three words? Yeah. Which leads me to the last, uh, you know, when we get some resolution here, but a really cool thing, it, it didn't dawn on me until I was on my way home. At the end, and, and James Gunn hinted at this, that death is not the only ending. Yeah, yeah. So I was surprised, like, none of them died. Yeah, none of them died. I didn't feel cheated. Sometimes I do in a movie where it's like, someone should have died. But also, he played with that, because there's numerous times where I thought, like, I think that you're about to die. Yeah. And also, I felt like, I guess any of you could die. I have no idea. Yeah, like, literally any of them. <laughs> I mean, he almost kind of got me with the Star-Lord bit. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> the bloating face. I think the bloating face which is like, oh, kind of funny good. and gross, but it's also, I, that's where I, I believe like, oh shit, I guess, I guess he's fucking dead. Yeah, he had a little clever thing with the creation of Adam. Your Adam is like, he'd like touch fingers because Star-Lord's a like, god. <laughs> having drama and having me care and then like, he has to kill someone, guys. Yeah. And again, pulled, it was a running theme in this movie of all the Guardians doing something and asking like, did, did that look cool? Yeah. Because when Peter gets back in, because I mean, he's the last one to escape and he went back for his player. I feel like that's kind of a callback to Yondu because he's like, you look like Mary Poppins. He's like, was Mary Poppins well, he cool? Technically he did it in the first one to save Gamora. He put oh. his mask on Gamora. Well, I meant just saying, is it cool? Oh, oh. Yeah. I thought you just meant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Space yeah, stuff. yeah. No, just saying, is it was that cool? It kind of feels like maybe it's a little bit of a tribute to Yondu as well. But once you know that he's back at everyone and he's just like, I need to talk to everybody. And basically now we get everyone's ending and everyone's resolution of the band's breaking up. Yeah. But you know, no one's gone. <laughs> Poor Rocket though, because he's just kind of woke up, fought some people, finished with his past. He's like, wait a minute. He does seem to feel the pain the most of like, so the group, that's it. The group's just done. And to Peter's like, no, but he's like, you're going to, you're going to leave them. Yeah. Nebula is going to lead the society on nowhere, which is great arc for her. Yeah. She tells Drax she needs him here because she saw him with some kids and like. Yeah, I mean, he spoke the kids' language, which we didn't really talk about. The high evolutionary really did have a bunch of like a. Yeah, it wasn't just animals dungeon. doing stuff too. Like kids too. Yeah, so that was his next plan. Was like, yeah, let's fuck with these kids. Or maybe he created the kids. He, oh well, yeah, he created them. Also, we didn't mention we go to a counter Earth. Oh yeah, that's the beginning of the trailer. Uh, with um, and by the end. Evolutionary just fucking blows up the yeah, planet. Every the single movie, person dies. I did see people complain about this. Like the movie doesn't really address it. It's like, what do you want them to do? Like, they couldn't stop it. And yeah, they also it's not what they're there for. They didn't speak our, our language, so we couldn't understand them anyway. And evolutionary said, like, he's done it before. Yeah. Again, like I guess I get what you want. You want someone to acknowledge, like, a whole fucking world just died. But like, yeah, they got shit they got to do. Yeah. Like this is already a two and a half hour movie. What do you What do you want? Uh, uh you know what? I want it to is. Talk I mean, about it that. is. Dramatic because like Gamora oh, yeah. like literally at one moment locks eyes with a mother and daughter and then they just explode. Yeah, I didn't expect that because <laughs> that's maybe the most like you can take in the context like oh wow this is destroying this whole civilization. But like James makes yeah. sure he's like no 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 I want you to understand and feel something real quick. See that kid? You're dead. Remember that adorable bat woman that we hung out with for a bit? Remember They're she, dead. Remember she had two the kids. Ca- the car we stole. <laughs> But uh, yeah, um, the weirdest music choice in this was a Vocaloid song, which is like, how the fuck does James Gunn know what this is? But because it's just weird anime music that's made by fans. So I asked my other co-host on our game channel about it, and uh, she was like, oh yeah, that's a popular song. But it was also used in an anime where a dude turned a bunch of people into animals to do circus tricks. I was like, oh. 
So well, clever. Not only did he just pull something weird, he pulled it purposefully. So, and it was also very hectic and chaotic and crazy in this world. Everyone was just kind of yelling and screaming, and no one could understand a word. That was a good thing too that the movie drew out. Like as they're driving to go to Evolution Area, like you see like a drug deal from an octopus man and somebody and something else. That there were cockroach kids, and even Nebula dealing like, This is the perfect society, proving also, that like he didn't make. Anything. Also, yeah. this this movie just said the word meth. <laughs> like that's that's pretty crazy. I don't think any other movies well, have ever mentioned drugs. They just well, I mean, the Thor movies mentioned orgies. That's true. The Taika Waititi ones. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so Peter's gonna go back to Earth because he's been running from that his whole life. He's gonna go see his grandpa that's still alive. Is gonna go do her own thing because she's always just don't want people to tell her. Apparently, she can tame these the battery eating creatures from the second movie. I, again, the fact that like. That he, that he, literally everything that's yeah. been in this, he just brought it all back. Yeah. Um, it was like, of course, that would be on their planet. Maybe he was fucking with the the gold people to get Rocket in the second movie. Or maybe how he found out that Rocket was still out there. That too. Like, Actually, before I get to that, I want to mention that Gamora, the new Gamora, constantly, we, we get hints at the fact of she cannot understand what Groot is saying. Yes. Where everyone else can, and we've just accepted it. And yeah, they what, say it. She's so like, what the fuck? You're like, oh, he said this. Are you just making up what he says? And I was like, really, she literally says, like, you're just making up what he's saying, right? And constantly saying, I'm Groot. She's like, I know who you are. Yeah, yeah. Um, But at the end, he says, I'm Groot. And she, at the, she seems surprised because <laughs> she realizes that she understood it. And she's like, it was good working with you, too. Uh, and then this goodbye scene. <laughs> Groot says, I love you guys. I love you guys. <laughs> and it said it didn't die me until I got home. In the theater, I'm like, why are none of them reacting to the yep, fact that yeah. he just said no something other than I am Groot? That was weird. And then I got home and I realized, like, oh, shit. He did say It's because we're Groot. I understood it. <laughs> we are Groot now. It's like, that's, that's really fucking, that was really clever and subtle. Makes me feel really dumb that I didn't immediately pick up on it. It's well done. Grown ass man. I guess we should also say, though, like the reason that Star-Lord almost died was uh, he was grabbing a the Zune. For Rocket. For Rocket, which he gives to him at the end and starts playing Dog Days Are Over by Florence the Machine, which I thought was a really odd choice. But then I was like, wow, this works really good. When you're watching the second time, it because it's a very hopeful, upbeat song, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a bittersweet moment because everyone is leaving. Yeah. But, I mean, it fits. And then you, yeah. get to, you see Drax dance. Yeah. Showing that he's not Drax the Destroyer anymore. He's yeah. Drax the dad. Yeah. Uh, and Peter goes home. Granddad is still alive. Immediately recognizes him. It hit me like the Christmas special, the end of the Christmas special, when Mantis tells Peter that she's his sister. You know, that's that's the best. And Peter tells her that's the best gift that I could have gotten. It was kind of a weird, funny-ish moment where the black woman opens the door like, and he's I like, I might be at the wrong place. Like, ooh. That was a weird choice. <laughs> Why do you think that? I mean, I get it, but but yeah, <laughs> but when when his granddad hugged him, it did like I. He'd already primed me with everything else he'd been doing. Yeah, and like that moment hit, and it's like, yep, I'm, I'm just gonna cry for a little bit right here. Like, this yeah. is, this is, yep. So did because so, also so I, he did I cry during the movie. Yeah, because I remember the first movie. I remember that. I mean, yeah. that that's another James Gunn. Always actor who's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember you know. Uh, yeah, that what a day for that man who just lost his daughter. Yeah, exactly. And then his grandson just fucking disappeared, like was abducted. Well, I don't know, abducted, but like disappeared. Well, I mean, he would have literally been inducted. They would have been like an Amber Alert kind of thing. <clears throat> like and he would have thought that someone kidnapped him. 
but beyond even that, just like the reaction on that man on that man's face. Yeah. Like you said, he immediately he knows like it's Pete. Yeah. Well, I mean, I you can kind of assume maybe the world even knew, like maybe even saw a picture of him. <laughs> well, Star Lord was never really I mean, he was here to fight Thanos at the end of Endgame, but like that was it. He didn't he come here because he yeah. he was on Titan. It's true, but I mean it's still possible. Maybe. Know, but we also, don't know. we don't know. Granddad could have been gone during the blip too. True. And but yeah, with uh And that blip is a clever it's a very useful writing tool. Like mm, they just weren't here. Yeah. And uh <laughs> Ooh, what what about these characters? Mm, nope, they blipped. <laughs> the Eternals, uh, I, they were blipped. I did uh shed two tears during the uh the Lila's in, in heaven saying like ah, it's not your time, dude. That got Rocket me. saying, Can I come? That that got me. Because we're just used to him being this. And again, it's also he, a weird feeling to be like, this animated character is making me cry. <laughs> you understand now why he's so surly and stand up. And again, and that's what people... And also why he cares so much about Groot. Chris Pratt is saying all the time, like, do you want everyone to hate you? Mm-hmm. It's it's cool. It's because he's afraid of having a family. And, and uh, like... um, And the Groot thing, the, the Groot now that we have. Yes. So no, I think it was said in trivia for an Infinity War when Groot's fading away and he says, "I'm Groot." He's calling out, like dad, to his dad, to Rocket, uh, because he kind of would be that. And but that Peter is also a dad, a father figure yeah, to yeah. Groot. And you do see that when Peter's dying in space and like Groot reaches out to try to get him and like all his branches go out and of course they freeze. Again yeah, and they break. You feel pain on this fucking tree creature's face. I'm like, oh my god! And yeah. I, that started like I didn't cry. I was like that started the feeling like, oh yeah, because I uh. I was sitting here like, wait, are you really gonna do it this time? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? So I was kind of like, oh, I guess they're all gonna, oh yeah, oh they're not all gonna get out. And Peter's the one, Sarlor is the one I least expected to die. Yeah, like with that, um, you get the after credit scene with with our new guardian, and it plays. Appropriately, a the re-recorded version of "Come and Get Your Love" by Redbone. I know that too. They're, they're just talking like, "What's your favorite song?" And you know, Rocket's clearly been showing them all. Mm-hmm. And also, Nebula would have told him what song he was listening to when they first like was on that planet because in Endgame they see him dancing to it, and Nebula's like, "Knock him out!" Yeah, this dude's a fucking idiot. Um, it is a little bit weird that the Guardians are about to fight a bunch of animals. <laughs> I thought the same thing. But, I mean, she the kid asks Rocket, yeah. like, Isn't this, don't you feel bad? He's like, yeah, but these people can't defend themselves. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But again, as a writer for James Gunn, I was like, why would just yeah. make, why, why make it animals, man? Just make it anything else. Yeah. But, uh, he, but Groot also, it's gotten even bigger. Yeah, and he's and like, white. <laughs> a part of me was like, did you turn also kind of rockish? Yeah. But no, I think it is just the coloring of yeah. his wood or Whatever, whatever he's yeah. made out of. This is cool. And you of course, like, Craglin's there and one of the kids from the planet. And she is some a character from the comic books. Yeah. That's a deep cut that I don't know. Was Cosmo part of them, too, right yeah. there? Uh, yes. And then uh, Adam Warlock was with, the, with him as well. Which they depowered him a bit from the comics, but also, like, Adam Warlock's a dumb character. I don't, I don't give in a fuck. In my opinion, he's a dumb character in the comic books. And his only purpose was in the Infinity Saga, which... Yeah. They didn't use him in the movie for that, so like, yeah. who cares? And then the the second after credits, just them eating. Well, <laughs> it's a funny, non-purposeful bit. They're just talking about something stupid. Yeah. But also, if you look on the paper, yeah, <laughs> it talks about Kevin Bacon being abducted by aliens. I'm like, well, that's funny. It's pretty funny. Uh, and then we get the 
title card or whatever that the legendary Star Lord will return. Which is also like, well, it doesn't have to be Chris Pratt. I'm sure there'll be a Star Lord. True, it doesn't have to be Chris Pratt. And also, but also, they, I think if they offer Chris Pratt enough money, he will come back. But I mean, because everyone's been asked, "Are are you coming back?" Yeah. And everyone said, like, this is the end of these this team of Guardians. Yeah. It's the end of James Gunn's Guardians. And Chris has actually had the best answer. To one, to one time being asked that, he was just like, these are characters that have been in the comics for years. I'm sure right. some of us are going to show up. We may not have our own movies, but, like, we'll, you know. Yeah, it'll what, happen. What we do know is, like, Drax, not going to see yeah. him again. Because, I mean, I guess it could recast him, but, like, why would you? Yeah, why would you? Gamora, presumably, and her ending, and she goes back off with the Ravagers, and she's that's yeah, her family. And you, once again, and so, it feels, Stallone. <laughs> it feels right. I mean, I guess, well, we're not going to see Gamora, because Zoe doesn't want to. Yeah, that. yeah. Although, again, offer enough money. Both. Okay. I could definitely see Nebula and Mantis returning again. Yeah, and I hope I hope to see both of them. Obviously, Groot is e- Groot and Rocket. I mean, Groot already has that one spinoff show already. Should be easy because one, <laughs> they're CG. And yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess keep paying Vin Diesel to do it, but honestly, you could argue you yeah. somebody to fucking do it. But, but no, I mean, keep Vin. Yeah. Um, and Rocket, uh, the thing with Rocket is you don't really want them to. You know that Sean Gunn plays him on set, and that is yeah. a big part of his performance. And apparently, his face is Sean Gunn's face. Yeah. If you can't get Sean Gunn, and if some reason you couldn't get Bradley Cooper, then don't. Yeah, just don't. don't. Rocket. But I, I want Rocket. I, I want to see more Rocket. And I, again, talking about the MCU has been missing, but I feel like they're looking for it, right? They're looking for an Iron Man, looking for Captain America, right? To, to be the face, to lead not just the team, but to lead their fucking movies. Yeah. Rocket kind of seems like this is a good choice. This is the, this is the choice. I watched a twelve minute. YouTube video of just like Rocket's best moments, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is the character, like, this is the MCU, this is what you should be doing, not Doctor Strange, not Miss Marvels. Yeah, I don't mean you can do those movies, but like your lead, yeah. this fucking yeah. raccoon, you got, you got him right there. The one that a lot of people were like, oh, this is gonna kill the MCU on Earth with that was the most fun stuff. Oh, yeah, me too. Like, it was cool seeing him interact with the with those people, it, it was really cool, and like, you know, he's a he's a great character. Um, there was one detail that I don't know if you caught. It was so strange and so jarring that I kind of didn't like it. It actually bothered me. But Okay, you have the scene where all the animals are escaping the ship, right? And, you know, there's people helping the animals come through. There's just a, a random woman. And I think it was, like, the same woman, like, at the beginning, and I got, like, bullied. Like, I think, like, I told her, like, shut up or something like that. I can't remember what it was exactly. And uh, she had, like, curly hair. But a monkey jumps off the, the ship and starts scratching the fuck out of her face. And you see it, like, digging into her skin. And she's, like, everything's going on crazy. But she's, like, screaming. And then it cuts away to the other animals escaping. It's like, what the fuck was that? It's such a weird thing because you know that's a deliberate, intentional thing. Yeah. But did you did you even see I, that? I did not. I, I was like, this is shocking i don't know why they added that outside of like oh hey don't remember wild animals are wild animals for a reason kids <laughs> you know i have to look for that now <laughs> yeah it was super but again you know, super strange seems, it seems like a very james gun it does but it was so jarring with because like a lot of like happy things are going on around it this is also to kind of wrap up on a villain front 
And Rocket doesn't kill him. Yeah. And but Drax, Drax even asks why. And he's like, because I'm the freaking Guardian of the Galaxy. I'm like, cool. I mean, he's going to die here. Anyway. You could have said fucking Guardians of the Galaxy. Right they already, already used their fuck. You could have done it there. Fun story with that. Kevin Feige, or James was like, so what about that fuck? Yeah. Kevin, apparently Endgame had a fuck in it. Yeah. I think Tony said it. That makes sense. Um, Probably would have said that sort of shit when he discovered the time thing. And Kevin Feige just asked the Russo brothers, like, is that what you want your legacy? Or no, the Russo said right. that's not yeah. what they want their legacy yeah, yeah. to be. Even though I was like, your legacy is going to be that. Yeah, yeah. You directed maybe, may not be the most financial biggest movie ever. And I don't care what James Cameron says, like, this is the biggest movie ever. Like, no one's this. Yeah. No one's done this. You can say fuck. Yeah. But I get it. Like, that is, you know what? That technically, even that is for kids. This is for everybody. Yeah. You get to be here for Endgame. So like, maybe don't say fuck, I guess. That's fine. Kevin Feige asked James Gunn, though, was like, is this what you want your legacy to be? And James Gunn was like, do you know? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I made the shark I want yell to be, fuck. <laughs> I want to be the guy who's, at the very least, put the first one in there. Yeah. Because you've had cutaways a couple times for, for that. And, so I think someone brought up with Chris Pratt. like, isn't it weird that you get to say the first fuck and, and not Samuel Jackson? Jackson? Yeah. And, he was just like, and Chris Pratt has said, I guess, that numerous actors have tried to get yeah, fucks in, and they're just like, yeah, we're gonna cut that. But like, cool. Yeah, uh, that's funny. <clears throat> of course, like you said earlier, there's a lots of cameos. I mean, <laughs> I was I was just gonna say this is the first villain death where like he's a cool villain. Oh yeah, yeah. He's interesting, and he dies. And normally I'd critique Marvel for that. I'm like, great, cool, another villain that just, and we're done. Yep. This one to make sense. Like, yep. yep. Also, like, you Even served. Was, like, you could say, like, well, I don't want to see what else he does. But it's like, nah, I mean, you served your purpose and you're done. I, I literally, I don't, I don't have a single problem with this movie. Yeah, I don't think I do either. I, I don't think any movie's perfect, so I'm not, I can't give it a perfect, but, like, I walked out of the theater smiling. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing. But, like... Well, I was wanting to say about with the cameos, obviously, like you said, there's a lot of Suicide Squad and Peacemaker cameos in it. I guess the High Evolutionary is a pretty big one, <laughs> considering yep. he's he's one of the main dudes of Peacemaker. When I first saw the trailer, I was like, okay, so. Yeah. <laughs> he's good I mean, actor. I knew that you were doing Peacemaker before this, but like, clearly, I guess you got, you can tell when James Gunn and an actor hit it off. Yeah. That actor now is going to just be in yep. anything that he does. Of course, James Gunn's wife is in here as well. But um, the the funniest one. And she's be, funny in this. Too, I mean, the the puppet they used for Eagly was in the cages with all the other animals. I still didn't see it on my second run through. I mean, I believe yeah. he's in there. But that means technically that's the first DC crossover because it's literally the puppet. I wonder <laughs> if maybe the Peacemaker helmet is hiding somewhere. I could totally know. see that, like maybe like made inside of a ship or something. There's yeah, tons of other. I mean, someone's asked James since now he's doing DC. He's like, yeah. Cross do you ever over. think there's a time that Marvel and DC are going to cross over? And again, I give James this too, where he's gotten he's a wise man now. He knows how to answer questions diplomatically. Like, yeah, I'm not going to say a bunch of shit. He's like, yeah, you know, maybe, sure. Right now, happen. both of them just need to focus on telling good stories, which is like, uh, well, you know, yeah. what a way to not throw shade at either one of them. Either, not yeah. you know, not like shit on the place you're leaving, mm-hmm. not shit on the place you're going, the place when you're going to what they've done in the past. Even though I mean he has to like if this is a, it's a mess, 
but also it is. Yep. Um, because you know he had, he has a relationship with Zack Snyder. He wrote the Dawn of the Dead sequel that right a remake that Zack Snyder did. Also, let's not forget he wrote the two Scooby Doo movies as well. He sure did. Which uh, yeah, I mean he did make uh, Scrappy Doo say the scroat. So <laughs> he's always. I would, stuck lo- in I would love like to that. see his actual original draft. Yeah, Scooby Doo movie because I know it's Shit, darker. He did. He did make um. Yeah, the voice of Lila played uh, Velma in those. Oh, yeah, that would be why they're friends. That makes sense. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know. Yeah, I, overall, yeah, great movie. Do you think it's the best DC movie? Or Sorry, the best Marvel movie for you? <laughs> yes, this is the best DC movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, that, that's it's hard to say, one, because it's so fresh. It's so new right mm-hmm. now. Um, does it stand on its own? But do any of the Marvel? How well? I mean, does yeah. Endgame doesn't stand on its own, right? I mean, it can, but like you will not understand what the fuck. I'd say Guardians, the first one, really could stand. I on mean, its the first own. Guardians, yeah, it really has nothing to do with anything outside of the. Or yeah, it's kind of the start of the space version of all the Marvel movies. The only connection is, that, is like, oh, that purple guy. We saw him once. <laughs> I mean, if anything, it's not even a connection. If anything, Guardians explains like here's who this purple guy is. Yeah. Um. I do really like Infinity War. Yeah. Of course, that's a movie technically. Well, I guess it does have an ending. It's mm-hmm. a downer ending. Which is also a great ending. I really like No Way Home, but also No Way Home. You said before you don't really count that. Is a, Well, even though I count it, there's a nostalgic element of if you haven't seen the other Spider-Man movies, yeah. these other moments don't hit as hard. And having watched it at home, still enjoyed it. Not the same experience as being in theater. In theater yep. And through... Through means, yeah. I watched volume three the second time at home. Yeah, yeah. So uh, getting to see, so I've tested it. I, I enjoyed it just as much at home by myself without a crowd, uh, and found it again smiling. Yeah. Uh, without thinking about it and realizing, like, oh shit, I'm smiling. I, I and see- and again, tearing up. Yeah, yeah. I did see Guardians. With only two other people in the theater because I saw it like one o'clock on a Wednesday. <laughs> so, I, I hope yeah. it continues to do well, if if only, you know, to boon James Gunn. And also, again, everyone who's got this these butthurt feelings about DC and what he's doing, fuck just, it, just trust him and let him let him tell the story. Let's see what happens. Even though, again, as we if you listen to the show, you know that I I like the Snyderverse. Yeah, I accept it's dead. Like that's gone. I get it. But also, you know what, you We didn't do that either. Didn't let someone tell the story they wanted to tell. Right. Let this let this dude trust him. Yeah. Let him just set up and let's see what, what he does. Just do it. And again, everything he's been, everything he's done the last 10 years. So, oh, yep, this is good. Like, you know what you're doing. I love this. Uh, so, yeah, I guess. I guess this would be my favorite. Maybe that's why it's a good getting off point, too. Is like, you know what? Yeah, it's a, it's a good ending. No matter what happens, like, you all can't. No one's going to touch this. And I don't think anyone can touch it. One, because no one else is James Gunn. Right. But two, everyone who's I, tried don't think, failed. I don't think Disney will leave any other director alone. No. Or let, And that's the thing. Hire, hire, hire these people because of whatever and then let them, give them the framework like this and this and this has to happen. Right. And then just let them do whatever. Right. And trust it, because also what you're doing isn't working. So stop doing that. Yeah, stop making stupid shit. Well, speaking of great endings, how about we get out of here? 
Oh, well, is this your favorite MCU? I still think the second one's my favorite. So what, to wrap it up then for you, <laughs> what keeps the second one above volume three? I mean, it's a hard question. I know it's a hard it's a, question. It, it is. It is a hard question. Well, the music really hits me. It could be. It's sort of funny that defining, technically defining part of these movies, like, well, I, I like yeah. the songs in this one. Maybe it's unresolved issues with my family. Does this does volume three make you want to resolve some of those issues? No, because it's like it's like, <laughs> like with no, the, because I can't turn into Pac Man and eat the problems. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, like the especially with the Gondu stuff, it, like that one kind of it gets to me. It's like it, I really like that one. You know, that's another thing for the MCU too is don't be afraid to kill characters. Yeah, James Gunn killed somebody in every. Yeah. Well, he didn't kill anyone in this one technically, but no, oh, well, he did kill a lot of Morlocks' mom. Yeah, and by this point, I was like, you know what, I kind of like it. I mean. An entire and a whole planet. planet of cute animal people. But I mean, yeah, you know, he killed Groot in the first one. Yep. And killed Yondu in the second one. And pretty much the entire crew. And technically, I mean, he <laughs> didn't do it, but Gamora died in Endgame. Yeah. Because she's not afraid to kill people, but only for an infinity stone. Yeah, yeah. And only, <laughs> apparently only women. You know, I didn't that think sucks. about that. Only women die for the infinity stone. That sucks. Gamora <laughs> and Black Widow. Just like, see ya. <laughs> All right, well, yeah. Uh, hit us up. Let us know if you've seen Guardians, if you're going to see Guardians, what your favorite volume is. What's the best song moment out of the entire trilogy? It's not the best moment, but I can't get over it in the meantime because that song is just so it's, fucking it's really good. good. And it's well used in this movie. Yep. There there are definitely like shining songs. Do you think he wanted to put Running one? Up That Hill somewhere in one of these movies? Wouldn't that be funny? In hindsight, it's kind of weird it's not in there. It, it's also like a... It's Could have super done it over- when they were like taking a jog around ego. Right, that'd be good. That'd be pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. It's it is weird though, like how he does do some songs that are like you know no one's ever heard of this song, but then some other songs that are so overplayed that yet he makes it more unique, like um the Jackson Five song from the first one. <laughs> so that song is yeah. Now really actually, overplayed. when I hear that song, I now envision yeah. I picture Baby Groot in a pot. It's like well, that's strange. But also for Peacemaker, I don't know any of those fucking songs. The, I actually knew um, the creature, the love of creature. I was like, uh, "Is that when all the butterflies yeah. are coming into the police station?" It's like it's a. I think it's when the like the hooker explodes. Oh, like it's like that. Well, the, now this conversation is turning. If these people haven't watched Peacemaker, like what butterflies? A hooker explodes. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's like the ones like, "Could you love a creature like me?" Oh, okay, yeah, no, it's my sister. That, that is the hooker. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, I couldn't believe they used that song. Again, though, <laughs> dancing in the opening, yeah. Peacemaker's opening t- titles. It, yeah. It's a whole dance number. Yeah. And you know what I never did? Never skipped it one time. <laughs> and the song itself is so weird that you think it was like a weird, obscure 80s song. But it's like, oh, no, that's like made like a couple years ago. I did. I thought it was an 80s song. And then I bought it. It's like, like a band that's not even 10 years old. A band that plays like they're from the 80s. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like just all these music choices and stuff. It's so cool. You know what? Yeah, to end it off, what's the favorite song from the first one? I mean, I really do like. I don't. I don't know the name. I just call it the Uga Chuga song. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. I've, I've liked that since I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'll do you a Hook, favor. Hooked on the feeling. That's yeah, what it's called. Yeah, it's hooked on the feeling. And uh, what was the scene that plays with? I want to say the guard is listening to it, and Peter comes in there and says, "This is mine." That's exactly what it was. My favorite of the first one is the. Uh, the fold around and fell in love scene. 
they're like it's like Gamora like starting to dance with Gamora. Yeah, I really like that song and all that, just the color and stuff. I think this is a really big one. I feel like I'm, I'm gonna go home and watch the first. Yeah, one. yeah, and then Guardians two. My favorite of that one was um, it's really it's a toss up because I really like all the songs in that one. I tell you right now, my <laughs> favorite is Fleetwood Max the Chain. So I fucking love that song. It's a good way that's to use the it. Slow motion walk in that movie. Yep, and that that's the one with Yondu, right? The the walk. Yeah. No, th- no. That's um, uh, that oh, God. I, I always think it's Elvis, but it's not Elvis. It's like the come a little bit closer. I don't know who it is. I forgot the name of the the man who sings that, but um, that one is a good scene. But my favorite one, I think. Is a toss up between the opening with Brandy or uh, the wham, bam, shangling. It's like where the, the ship is crashing and stuff. Yeah, with Drax outside. Yep. It's also a really good scene. So, uh, what's your favorite volume? What's your favorite song from all three volumes? And what mech do you want to turn into a movie? Yeah. <laughs> Remember, I don't forget. It's been a long episode, but. Yeah. It shot or kind of. Come send us some fan mail, some hate, whatever you want to do. If you have some suggestions for what you'd like to hear us talk about, send that to us too. Yeah, because uh, you know what? I actually don't know what our next episode's going to be as of this uh, moment. We have a little bit of a breather, and yeah. then June starts. and Well, our next movie might might be Transformers. Okay, so so no no uh, Fast and Furious. I don't know. There's nothing. There's <laughs> not even. I'm not going to shit on them if you enjoy them. They're great. Like, I think they can be entertaining. It's just, it's, it offers you nothing. And I don't think there's anything to be said. They are yeah. what, they know exactly what they are. Yep. <laughs> I mean, they took a fucking car to space. All right. Well, let's, you know, let's speak in space. Let's get on our Corgan and get out of here. Mm-hmm.